Welcome back to another week's episode of Architecture Matters Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in week after week. We really appreciate it. For this week's episode, I was able to fly out to New Jersey and spoke to a really good friend of mine, Arthur Harutun. Man, it's just good times, good vibes, great conversations. Regardless of the topic, it's always just filled with excitement and and a lot of insight and reflection. But of course, when it comes down to it, whenever we talk about what we love most and what matters most, which is architecture, our minds are just, we're always just left speechless and we could keep going forever and ever. And I'm just really humbled and excited that I was able to have Arthur jump on this podcast with me. So Arthur recently graduated from NJIT with his undergrad. And for during this podcast, we talk about a lot of the expectations that both he expected from himself, as well as the expectations from his peers and crits. We talk about self-care, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. We talk about the dedication that we have and the reflection back on our years in studio, as well as building into ourselves and the type of person that we become due to studio and the rigorous all-nighters. And man, y'all already know what it is. We also go into some digital programs that he used in NJIT and pretty much what the program there was pushing as well as some outrageous requirements and requests that we've both experienced during our studio time. And last but not least, we ended on, we talk about the entrepreneurship and the rendering design business that Arthur has started, Resurrecta. Yo, so how, how you been doing lately, bro? Been like five months? Good, man. Staying busy. Staying busy? As always, that's what, what you need. On, what's on the plate? A lot, a lot. Um, so obviously there was the move that's not happening. So I'm looking for a job right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a an architect free agent. It's a free agent. I'm a free agent. I'm looking around. Where, where, where do you take your talents? I'm I O. So we'll see. We'll see where I take my talents. Wherever presents the best opportunity, I guess. That's dope, man. That's dope. Even mm-hmm. you, you said you were interviewing right with a couple plates, keeping your options open. Yeah, exactly. How are you feeling that out? You just. What's that process like right now? Oh, I, f- I feel good about it. I feel like fortunately I've been through uh, numerous different situations mm-hmm. already, different firms and whatnot. Um, so I know what I'm looking for uh, nowadays um, as a graduate too. So now that I have the vision of what I'm looking for for myself and what I'm expecting from right. the possible firm I'm working for, it feels good. I know it's important to keep uh, our options open. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm I'm just taking one day at a time. See what uh, whatever it presents to me. How much experience do you have? You worked at couple places before. Yeah, I'd say um, I probably have about a solid two years worth of experience if you combine it all. Um, with consistent same place. No, different places. Well, uh, what type of offices were they? So, I got into working uh, architecture work, doing residential work. But it was really just field measuring, taking measurements of, mm-hmm. you know, homes already as built stuff uh, and drafting, essentially. So really basic, simple stuff. But that gave me the, the basically the backbone I need to, to follow everything up. That's that's what I'm looking for now. Residential work. But after that, I got into uh, this place called JDAV, mm-hmm. where they were in an architecture firm. They're engineering consultants and installers. So they would install uh, different things into homes. So I got um, an interesting viewpoint and uh, through like engineers' um, ideology, how they look at things. So not very architectural, but 
I understood a, I understood a different aspect of design working there. It was really just working in CAD and floor plans, just dropping certain icons and wiring. Uh, after that, I got residential experience working with just one architect, helping her uh, drafting, um, using a BIM program called Chief Architect, taking measurements and whatnot in homes and drafting. So same thing. And then after uh, I got my first legit, I would say, internship last year in the fall. So not this past fall, fall so of 2019. Both, both those were during school? Yeah. Oh, always in school, yeah. Oh. I, I worked uh, in, in the summer too, but... They were mainly summer or like weekends or, or during, like, during the week? like as, Basically as off days. Uh, when I'm enrolled, it was my off days. Basically, whatever days I wasn't work, mm -hmm. uh, going to school. So those days, definitely. And then I had a side job, too, that I'd work on the weekends. That'd be uh, different. Hustling. Always, always hustling. Multiple streams of income. That's what it's about. That's how it is. I've always had the. I've always had that same vision. So, yeah, it doesn't change now. It mm -hmm. just it just feels good. We're, we're, I'm free right now, so it's an interesting space. But I'm expecting to be, you know, working hard again soon. Right. Um, and for people that, that don't know you, you know, we, we, we went to high school together. So you're from Jersey. All, all this experience is in Jersey. So let's... Let's let's go back to like you know the basics, the beginning of how you how you got introduced to architecture and and your education. Because a lot of the episodes we've been doing have been focusing on the education and the the curriculum and how that like process was. Mm -hmm. So for you, just just walk me through your undergrad and you know why you even started, why you chose how I got into architecture, yeah, why you chose where you went, and you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the crits, as you call it. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's a debate. I'm always confused when you're throwing the crit. Crit, yeah. I've noticed that. Now everyone calls them crits. Nah, we don't call them crits in Texas. They're just the professor. Like, crits would be the, yeah. the reviewers, you know, the critiquers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's so interesting. It. So how do you even... How'd I get into yeah, it? Yeah, like, like, you know, at CP, did you even, like, know this is what you wanted yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually, um, I was talking to another place today. I was uh, basically had a phone call interview. And I got asked the same question. So I had to think about it for a second. But, it, you know, I've had the same answer of why I got into architecture my whole life. Now, now are you telling them, I had a conversation with someone else, mm -hmm. are you giving them the legit reason why you got into it? Or do you give them the... The honest. You give them the legit honest one? Or are you giving them something you want to hear, they want to hear? No, I, I was never about giving somebody a, a facade of myself. There you go. Yeah, so I'm I'm always real. I always I always really keep it a buck with people. I always yeah. give them what whatever I I Yo, want. As, as, as much uh, uh, New York Jersey lingo as you could throw in, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that people need to hear that. <laughs> That's go what we're ahead, here go for. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So so yeah, I I got into architecture. I, I would say I was exposed to it from a young age uh, because of my father and my mother. My father, um, he's a carpenter and cabinet maker. He's been okay. doing this this trade for most of his life. Uh, I was explaining to you before, both my parents dropped out of school at a young age mm -hmm. in Turkey where they grew up and they picked up different trades. So my dad's been working as a woodworker, essentially doing cabinet making and mm -hmm. then antique repairs, things of that nature for, for a long time. So I would always go and help him in his shop. Um, and I would walk into a lot of homes when I was a kid um, and, and see these different clients and the homes they had. So mm -hmm. I got exposed to things like that. But outside of that, I'd say my creative side was unleashed because of my mother. She taught me how to draw and whatnot, and she taught me a little bit about process. Really? Yeah. Not not maybe in the best way you need to learn, because my parents are foreign. Some type of introduction yeah. to that realm. I see it as like, yeah, I was exposed to it. Right, right. So I got maybe presented the right uh, mindset and the right 
tools, but I didn't know how to piece everything together until college. Okay. Uh, my story in high school is unfortunately, I feel like I wasn't really chasing this passion because, um, you know, we went to the same high school. We, were, we weren't really presented with any opportunities or any classes like that in high school. That had to do with architecture. So not till senior year, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we have these classes." Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Yeah. So I guess you went through the same thing as me. We we didn't really know I had to take a certain class before wanting to get into architecture school, and that had to be. Um, Was that the case for NJIT? Yeah, yeah. So before going to NJIT, um, I I found that I needed some kind of drafting class which is Mr. Figler's class, right, if you remember. Right. Yeah, of course I remember. So that, that was important. I, I could have taken, you know, could have took more courses because I believe he had two or three other courses. I think he had two CAD classes. Yeah, so I only took and the first the one. Third, and then the third class he did was like the... Um, Something similar. The bridge. You would... You would um, I did the bridge. I guess you'd be like an L oh, maybe that was in the CAD class. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think rockets. it was. Yeah, that was something else. That was a CAD class. Yeah. We did two. We did it. Yeah, I mean, I only took one of them, Same. which I wish I did two. It probably Same. would have better prepared me going into college, but I only had that one my senior year. But it was helpful. It was honestly a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. um, it was a simple class, but if I didn't have that, I'm not sure if I would be able to get into NGIT straight out the gate from high school, because that actually gave me some work to show them of what I've been doing and what I knew. Mm -hmm. um, if I told them I didn't know CAD, I don't know. I don't know if that would have changed yeah, things. That's, that's interesting because. You know, first year Studio One is changing now, but but in the past it wasn't heavy on digital. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, it was it was a lot of. I mean, I, I guess in the past digital was starting to become more important, but um, my point is like they were still emphasizing on like hand drawing. Yeah. So it's interesting that yeah. you're, you're not sure you could have gotten the program without having some experience yeah. in it, because like. I mean, and most of my stuff was hand drawn that I right. showed them, mm -hmm. but I felt like I needed that CAD work too. Just to show you're like a step above the rest. Yeah, exactly. Not, not, not a pushover. Like, mm -hmm. They're not gonna, you know. Mm -hmm. You didn't even know the, you didn't even know the program was like that, but you just wanted to show them from the get go yeah. that you're for real about it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. So then why why NJIT? It's like you had a little bit of experience. And why do you choose NJIT? So I was looking around when the time came to look for universities that were within my reach. I knew I wasn't going um, to any other states. The only other state I was really looking at was in New York and mm -hmm. NYIT. Okay. Uh, I realized not short uh, not long after that NJIT was probably a better option. Mm -hmm. One, the education, the architecture program was I think a, a little bit better, and also. With cost and other things taken into consideration, NJIT made more sense. Would have been out of state though, because I got into NJIT, but mm -hmm. out of state tuition. Yeah, so it was more for you. Is that what you're saying? Well, because I was in I was yeah. in Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you. I mean, it would have been. Well, I'm saying NYIT. NYIT. Yeah, did NY, New York. And there was there college. there was that too. There was the out of state. Uh, but the NYIT would have been cheaper than NJIT. No, 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 no. I'm oh. saying NJIT would have been cheaper. Oh, it was, oh, that's, yes, that's what yes, I mean. Yes, yes. That's you, what I mean. You. Um, but besides that, um, the only other school I was really considering was Stevens. I heard about that one. But they um, they don't they didn't provide uh, the five year degree, the BA, which is what initially right. I was going for. And is, is, do they have an architecture degree? Yeah, they they have uh, the BS. They offer the BS. Dang, dude! Mm -hmm. I would have you know, for real thing, God, I didn't know that because I, I probably would have went. Yeah, and I wouldn't went to Texas. 
Bro, that's crazy. From high school, like no one, no one sat us down. And was like, yo, what do you want to study? Oh, and no one. We didn't okay, talk about here's it. Here's a list of architecture degrees in the state, yeah. and here are your options. It's like, bro, and there aren't many. There aren't many. So it's like, but yo, if they don't do that for us, like they probably don't do it with nobody, mm-hmm. unless. I mean, that's more of a mistake on our high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, like, un- unless there's a really mature 17, 18 year old that's going to the guidance counselor or the principal or whoever it may be. And it's like, yo, sit, like, sit down with me and, and get a list. Like, you got to do it for me because I'm freaking 17 years old and I can only do so much. Like, I don't know. I'll, you know, th- this is your job. You're supposed to help me do this. Like now, like we can, we can help the younger people, but like, you know, I think it's the, the school's, the high school's responsibility to do that. They should. To help us. If anything, it. there's that rare teacher who would ask us. Oh, man. Right. But, bro, like, honestly, that didn't even happen for me. Yeah, I don't even remember. I can't remember a specific I had a, teacher. I had, like, two great teachers in high mm-hmm. school that, that I loved. And they helped me, but it wasn't in architecture. It was yeah. just, like, as a person, as a student, yeah. you know what I mean? In a learning aspect. I mean, th- those take you far too obviously those, there's other skills you develop outside of architecture but, so that that stuff's really important but yeah in high school yeah I, I probably have the same story there's no one really telling us about this stuff mm-hmm. um, that's why architecture school probably hit hit us like a truck mm. um, hits everybody like a truck to yeah, be honest high school is cake yeah high school is definitely when we look back yeah. It was a joke. I may have been stressing for, for some things here and there, and now I'm like, why? Why did I even stress for I those things? Enjoy those times. After college. Once, once you hit architecture school, yeah. you know, that studio is a beast. Yeah, I mean, beast isn't even, it's like a whole other world. It, it's a different realm. Yeah. I can't even. You know, it's really a mindset. You know, you got to be in that right mindset. You got to be. Yo, it's okay. It's okay. So, you chose the NJIT, because let, let, you brought that up. Let's move into. Mm-hmm. How did how did how did you Arthur change as a person from I guess graduating high school to starting architecture and maybe not like studio one studio two but once you really found your groove in architecture school right and and you passionately fell in love and like this is do or die I'm going all out I mean we spoke on the podcast we've spoken about that type of lifestyle mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I mean, I know you, but like, uh, let, let's let the listeners give you the benefit of the doubt and say you were just as um, passionate and involved. So like, what put the switch? Okay. I have a, I have a really good answer. Um, I'd say the first year of architecture school, like we talked about how architecture school hits you like a truck. Mm. Um, I can't lie about it. Looking back now, um, you know me as a very honest person. I probably came into architecture school with maybe not the best mindset. Uh, maybe I I developed some bad habits in high school. Maybe being lazy, becoming a procrastinator here and there. So maybe at first I wasn't cut out to be an architecture student. But after I realized how some people, you know, it was really the studio culture, seeing other people how motivated they were, self motivated mm-hmm. to, you know, do good work in mm-hmm. studio. Uh, that really caught my eye. And what I'm not a naturally competitive person, but I could be. And I really only become competitive and I could say passionate about something is unless I feel like I'm putting a lot of time into it. Uh, what no, no matter what it is, whether it's a relationship or it's a job or, or just anything, like what I'm studying. Um, after a while, the competitive nature came in and I felt like my first year didn't go as I wanted it to. I said I was a little lazy. So when I didn't get the results I wanted, I felt like that, that lit a flame in me. What, what kind of results were you looking for? 
I mean, I was, I don't want to say I was expecting college, you know, university to be cake, but I definitely, like, I ended up getting a seat in, in both my studios my so first year. grade-wise. Grade-wise. production-wise, yeah. not design, yeah. not yeah. Um, quality of work. You're just saying grades. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's other factors that go into, too, like personal relationships with mm-hmm. our crits, or we should say our professors, right, as right. you would call them. Um, and we've, we've talked about that off, you know, off-camera, off-podcast before. Um, so at that time, at, at that point in time, I wanted to blame, you know, some of the professors I had. And I was like, oh, they're, they're just like this. They don't like me and whatnot. That's why I'm not getting the grades I want. But it was something about, you know, having to humble myself and realize I wasn't putting in the effort and putting in the work I wanted to to, to get the results I needed. Mm-hmm. Second year was when the flip switched. Second year was... Um, what caused it? Like I said, right after the first year, just not getting the results I wanted... And almost it's time to set the game up. Yeah, I, I don't want to say I felt like I was uh, rejected because I was still in architecture. And if anything, something that that's um, I don't want to say unique, but definitely a key factor in me is like when I get angry, mm-hmm. when when someone does something, the passion starts kicking, and mm-hmm. I feel like I got something to prove. And you know, during some reviews, mm-hmm. some critiques and whatnot, you get comments, you get things. People could be very harsh on your mm-hmm. work. So after hearing some things like that, it like it lights it, you know what I mean? Um, and I started developing the anger and I had something to prove. So mm-hmm. second year, I came in with a whole different perspective. And I did well my first semester. I came in with like an A. Mm-hmm. So that had something to prove um, that that I did prove myself. I had a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I that followed on with me throughout architecture school, maybe towards until the end when I learned some things maybe we'll talk about later about like detaching a little bit and Mm -hmm. maybe not caring as much it's important to really care about yourself and the work you're doing but Mm -hmm. you know i've realized studio could be uh, a toxic environment where there's so many expectations but you should really just be doing whatever's best for you Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really it was really the 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 the, the culture the studio culture the people around yeah and then it was the let's say like lack of acknowledgement yeah you know because dude it's even happened to me in my last studio me and my partner uh who at the time was my roommate for a while and we would literally live you know we lived together and then we'd go to studio and we'd do the work together so it's like after studio we're walking home or we're at home and we're talking about studio right and it's crazy because we stayed up all night doing the assignment and the professor was like that's it? That's all you got? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like... That's how it was. Like, bro, I said, bro, I literally started counting. He's like, that's all you got? And I was like, bro, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like 20 diagrams. And he's like, that's that's it? That's all you got? And I'm like... Hmm. I'm like... I'm like and he's like... He said something stupid. He's like, whoa, whoa. If, 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 if people know this guy, don't, don't know who he is, but... He was like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, pump the brakes, like, mm-hmm. because he knew I was getting a little, little frustrated yeah. with with his remarks. And I was like, bro, like, you sh- you have a degree in architecture, he has a master's in architecture, so you should know the amount of work and effort. Even if it looks like it's not a lot, you should still know the amount of time that goes in. Mm-hmm. So when the professors belittle you, mm-hmm. um, that that becomes an issue, for sure. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's so many bad cases I could say that I've seen at NJIT and I I've been blessed to not be in all of them. I just know through some people I know and they've been through some terrible experiences. 
But yeah, I, I really, to this day, I don't want to put that much of an emphasis on crits and professors and how much they want to impact us. I don't want to believe that's like the one thing that impacts everything. But, you know, I would it's be a, a big part of it. Yeah, I would, I would be a fool to say it doesn't impact you because know, the decisions. I, I always say, I always say it's, it's not the professor that makes, you know, the, the design or makes the student, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you know, like, oh, I, I want this professor so-and-so because like everyone who takes him or her has great work and he's like nah like you can have the best professor in the program and you can have crappy work or you can have the worst professor in the program and you can have the best work it's the student yeah you know what i mean 100%. So I'm, I'm glad you're saying that you know because when you're new you know you you kind of want to play along mm-hmm. but when the but then you took the switch and you're like you know what like let me do my thing let me get more involved and more serious about it and let me do what I know I can do and, and prove them all wrong. It's, it's no longer about the professor. Yeah. It's more about you and your individual work. Yeah, well, for which, sure, which for sure. Nice. Looking, there's a bunch of, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, there's bad professors, but there's also a bunch of great professors. So, I mean, that's, so tell me a little bit, bit about those experiences within your, your studios. Sure, like sure. The different studios you've had. Sure. Um, well, I wanted to say what we just talked about is 100% facts. Mm-hmm. I got to say facts. Um, just looking back now, just the students who weren't able to make it by, and I feel like I just made it by, you know what I mean? Some some students did great at NJIT. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took the most out of it that I, that I could, but some students just couldn't do it. The architecture program was too difficult, but I also believe... Like drop out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some students really set themselves up for failure. I could I could probably just think of a few off the top of my head who who had this um, like ignorant confidence to them. They thought, you know, straight out the gate, just because they've had some experience, they thought they already knew what they were doing, which mm-hmm. is never the case. Mm-hmm. Architecture yeah. school will continue. Yeah, you're, you're more well prepared, but yeah, you, you still don't know what you're doing. Exactly. You have to. I think before everything, we need to be humble, whether that's in school or or even in the real world. I think the people who were probably the most successful, there's a certain degree of humbleness because they, they, they know they don't know everything. There's always going to be something that somebody's going to put them onto. And you need to be open to that. Some people were very, no, I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And you can't really do it like that all the time. You need to be able to o- always adjust and learn new things. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but what was the question? I'm sorry. Nah, bro. I, I already, I'm not thinking about other things now. <laughs> it's because the way, I don't know, you know, you, Bro, we know each other. I'm going to be legit. I don't care what we're recording. That's the way I was. Yeah. I already got taught something. This is how I do it. I don't care what you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I was. And I've been there too. And see, there, see but yep. th- this is where I give myself the credit, though. Because even though I was cocky and arrogant and like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. This is what, like, I don't like the way y'all are doing it. I still gave their their direction a chance. But once I realized it ain't working, I'm not happy inside. Yeah. Nah, sorry. I gave, yeah. I gave you all your half semester doing it your way. I'm going to go back to what I feel is right. And that was, that was just me. It's, it's, you know, I transferred, so I, I did have a previous exposure to architecture. And, you know, obviously one school teaches different than another. But don't get me wrong. There are some things... Yeah from tech where, where I graduated from, you know, there are some great things that I took. And, and it's, it's, like you, it's like you were saying, you kind of grab both best of both worlds yeah. and, and you utilize all at once. 
you need to yeah i just feel like with with everything you just need to take the most out of it as you can like of course there's going to be your losses there's going to be the cons to every situation mm -hmm. but it's important for us to just learn from these things what, what's what's one of the best things you learned in architecture school when, when it comes to design like designing okay something within the process or something something a, a professor taught you that that it, it just stuck with you that you're always going to include it when you're designing or drawing or whatever it may be i would say you know and that's a really good question i don't think i've ever really been answered that question well, specifically yeah so when it comes to the design process if i'm just looking back at some of my greatest mistakes and some of the feedback i've I've received because of those mistakes I would say and I don't think one crit or professor has told me this but I would think the most important thing I've learned from these crits is if there's something that you really like if there's a vision within the certain design you know aspect mm -hmm. realm that you're looking at um, I, I think I'm somebody who like naturally I'm a jack of all trades and I like trying different things mm -hmm. and sometimes all at once which is it's, you know, I hate to say, but it bites me in the butt later nah, on. Nah, 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 don't, don't think that, don't think that, but keep going. Keep going. I, I think, I, I think just like my natural tendency, I'd say I waste too much time doing that. When sometimes, too yeah, too much of the other stuff. When sometimes you need to really dial in and focus on one thing and figure it out before getting into the other things. Yeah, okay. So, so, so let me go off of that because there was a time in the studio where, my studio uh, four in, in San Antonio where we, uh, the students weren't doing enough models, not, not enough iterations. Mm -hmm. Bro, I had like eight, eight small little, like two by two mob, like you know, just party models. And those they, are the best. But they were they were totally different designs. Mm -hmm. And I, but I was, see, and I got I got like you know quote unquote like applauded mm -hmm. for having because everybody had one or two models for having iterations. I got applauded for having like eight mm -hmm. totally different design forms mm -hmm. but then they were like but that's too many you got to pick one now well that's how it's that's, always gonna that's go the way i used to be yeah early early where before i transferred had all these different like forms mm -hmm. and, and and i got i couldn't choose yeah yeah, yeah everybody yeah. else just had like one form and then they just chose it yeah but I, it's not bad to, to be there's know, a time and place for it all right but i, I mean that's why I was like, whoa, don't say that because, yeah. like, you know, you want to be exploring all these different yeah. things. All right, man, pop off. Chill. <laughs> man, that wouldn't happen in Texas, bro. Yeah, Nobody's be happy in Texas. That's over here, But, man. like, you want, like, in, like you got to be exploring the different iterations and you got to look it. at all the factors. I love it. So, I don't think it's bad necessarily that you were exploring or focusing on, like, all these things. But when I, once I got that critique, when I transferred, I started sticking to my guns mm -hmm. and I started choosing one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, therein lies, you know, the, the complication. Yeah. You, know, you got to know when to cut it off. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's what I was really going for. It's to a certain extent, we need to become decisive. Mm -hmm. And not only as architects, I think as, you know, speaking man to man, like men need to be decisive right. with everything in life. Right. So that comes with architecture as well. We need to learn to really, you know, and, and I've heard this plenty of times, you know, there's time, of course, there's pencils down in architecture school, you know, where you can't work. <laughs> Bro, that, that, but, okay, yes. That, that exists, but come on. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, I mean, I'm sure we feel the same way about it. But there is a point in time in certain things where you got to put the pencils you gotta, down. You got to stop working. Print, no more working, like you're done. Take, and take and I will say, I will say while I'm on here, I, I am one of those students, or now I'm a previous student, 
a young architect, I would say, get your sleep. You know, <laughs> I will take the time to say, make sure you get sleep because sleep is important. Get, get your sleep during school, like during studio, uh, during your education, like make sure you're sleeping. That's arguable. So in architecture school, look, when I, when I first came into school, I, I was reckless. I, de I definitely had all nighters, you know, left and right. Left and right. I, I learned I learned the importance later on to get sleep, but that really comes with proper planning and um, prepping. You know what I mean? Because if you have a review coming a week from today, let's say today's Friday, you have a review on Friday, you need to be able to plan your week out. You know, out of architecture stuff, out of like life stuff. Make sure you have that social life to that family life. Make sure you're eating, mm -hmm. and also make sure the day before your presentation. Definitely, I would highly recommend you get your sleep. So did so you. Did you work until the last minute or did you make sure to probably 99% of the time I did, but now you're looking back and it's like, I should have yeah. should have got my work done earlier to give myself a little bit of a yeah. break. You mm -hmm. know what's crazy, bro, man, whenever, I, not, not to chew my own horn, right. But like towards the end of my education, there were times when I would finish early and I could go home and sleep mm -hmm. for review, but guess what? I didn't want to, I just. Bro, like I would, just, and that's why I, I love talking find, to you. I would just find some some bullcrap drawing to do, not even use it in the presentation. But it's like eight hours before final review, and I'm drawing. You like, just love what you're in. I, I just don't want to. It's like, well, see, I love it, yes, but now that I'm thinking back, maybe my body and my brain was just so accustomed to being there, the thrill of the all nighter, mm -hmm. the thrill mm -hmm. of like, because yo, I'm, I'm gonna be legit every night. It was not packed. There were people. There, there were people. Definitely, there were people. But the whole studio wasn't packed right, every yeah. night. But that night before final review or mid review, everybody's there. Yeah. The people that work at home are there. That's unhealthy. The people that don't work are there. Yeah. But, but it's unhealthy. But like, I wanted to be around all that. Yeah, but what you're doing was perfectly fine in my opinion. Because at the end of the day, you you did put in the time before they all did. But why didn't I go and sleep? So that that's the only thing I would tell you to do. But, you know, I, I can't really knock you for, for just loving what you're doing. That's why I love talking to you. That's why I'm on this podcast. And that, that's why I still, like, honestly, we could talk about this later. But I've, I've kind of told you about how I've detached from architecture over the past year. But, you know, you're one of the few people that I speak to. And it gets me back into it, back Bro, into loving it. Yo, honestly, like, like that's, that's why I want to hold on to what we have. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't know each, we went to the same high school like two years under me, right? A year, a year, a year yeah. under me, one year. But we didn't know each other until maybe like my second semester mm -hmm. in Texas, just through Instagram. Yep. We found out we were both doing architecture and we started talking. But like, I don't want I like if I like if if I think if I was uh, um, um, like falling away from architecture, I would want someone to to grab me back in. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And I think the more we're around people in the same field with the same passion as dedicated as we are, the less likely we are to, to fall and slip away. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why this is important. Like, you know, I'm flying to, to Jersey for the weekend. It's like, bro, you're, yeah. you're coming on the podcast. Yeah, like, you, you already knew. I mean, I know I know you wanted to see me, but I had to see you bro, too. for real. Because we've been speaking about this for too long. For too long. Okay, so, so what's something you've learned from architecture school? That, that You know, the same question, but not related to design. Okay. It's, it's more the person. Okay, I have the perfect answer for this. So what has it taught you? What what has kept with you, stuck with you, mm -hmm. even now, but in your life, not mm -hmm. just architecture? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll say this is um, partially uh, because of 
out of architecture things too, but I think architecture school really uh, sharpened this for me. Mm. You know, I, I look at it as like a sword. If there's this one skill or it's attribute, a it's a double-edged sword. Ooh. It really is. And that's, uh, and this is the answer I've been giving people who have been interviewing me recently. Mm. And it's really just uh, the ability to network. My man said he didn't come prepared, but he's, <laughs> he's got locked and loaded. I am locked and loaded, <laughs> to be honest. I, I feel like I've been speaking enough about architecture recently right. that I'm back in yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, it's like networking and just cre- being able to create connections. You know you know me well enough no, to, to know that I'm, I'm easy answer. to speak to. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm pretty easy to speak to but outside of that i think i've put in a lot of time and effort into my social life but also just self-development mm-hmm. anyone who knows me really well has known i i've probably went through a good amount of change you know over the past six years i i look completely different than i used to and mindset perspective all those things are different and my life is different and 100 percent, 110 it's it doesn't seem like it was architecture school that really did it but architecture school is what really sharpened the mind mm-hmm. and it taught me discipline Oh, man. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So that's the thing. I would Discipline is probably the, the good answer, you mm-hmm. know, to give. But to me, it's uh, just networking. That that just really came with that's self-development. And it's like, you know what it is? It's the, the confidence. Architecture school, because of such a roller coaster ride that it is. And uh, me, over the past decade, I've, I grew up a shy kid and I had to learn to be less shy. Mm-hmm. Architecture school really, you know, burst that bubble. I was, I became anti-shy. Bro, I'm the same. Yeah. There's other people that I don't talk to, like, like friendly, like, you know, text and whatever, but just, just me, um, <clears throat> just me like, viewing them from the first studio I had with them or, you know, and then two years later, like this, this really shy person and the work was decent, but like, wasn't, you know, when you're timid, mm-hmm. I think your design and your drawings are timid. You're not trying to be flashy. Yeah. You're not trying to be all that. You're not trying to get any attention. But in a year and a half, man, her work was her work was looking real good. Yeah. Her design strategy was looking real good. Mm-hmm. But as a person, she, she was she didn't talk a lot. She was just quiet, real pretty, but just to herself. You know, yeah. had her friend, but she, she, she you know. I the, think the, that I think, shyness helps too, though. And I, I don't know if you want me to explain. I, I think there's a certain level of, you know, being cool, calm, and composed, even during the mayhem. Mm. That's where the shyness may kind of come in and help. Because that's something I learned, too. And it's to never really overstress. I know mm. it's it's more uh, difficult said than done. No, that's, that's I mean, interesting more, because the more yeah, shy-timid people yeah. won't get as stressed as other, other people. Mm-hmm. But architecture... You know, the person's still shy, but architecture really, like, changed yeah. internally. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, yeah. man, their work got so much better. Mm-hmm. Their designs aren't boxes. Their designs are mm-hmm. curvilinear, and they're trying unique things mm-hmm. outside the box, and no one things no one else is trying. Yeah, it's the, it's the passion, you know. I think any shy person probably has those passions. They need to find what it is. Sometimes people find it through architecture. And it's shown through their work. Yeah, and they're, be, they're able to fully express themselves. Those are the people I've probably always been really fascinated with. Just maybe the people who are a little bit more low-key. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the architecture stuff, you know, they go all out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I love this person just because of that. Because they really, you know, show their passion through. And, you know, they don't come with some of the cons of becoming somebody who produces good work. You know, sometimes people 
not to at you, but you know, they, they come across cocky, but like yeah, in the yeah. wrong way. I don't think you were ever like that. I've never been in a studio with you. You probably would have thought I was. But I think I know you well enough to know that you're just really serious about your work. You know, it's just that passion. Right. And, and honestly, honestly, I, it's, it's just caring. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just caring. Mm -hmm. It's just caring. And some people don't have that. And, you know, some people will envy that. Mm. You know, if they, they, they know they're not giving it all. So, like, some people will come with the envy. Bro. One time was like, one time like one guy in uh, in one of my studios was like, man, you're trying too much. Like, mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm just doing my work. I'm not going to lie. I, I used to say that too. What are some of the craziest things other students have said to you? Not to like bash on them, but like something that was like, bro, like you don't care or what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the one semester I remember, it was after my first year, my first semester, sophomore year. I really had something to prove. And that, that same vision and that passion stuck with me through the very end. Uh -huh. And what you were explaining before is kind of what I went through that semester. You know, I was in a really good position uh, in my final, uh, even like a, a week ahead. And I had a concert the day before Pencils Down. <laughs> I was so confident in myself that I ended up going to that concert at night. I went, enjoyed myself, hung with my friends. We went, got food after. And I came back to the studio and still finished. Did work, came yes. back. And I finished with a, I got an A. But what, something that some girl in that studio used to tell me, like, cause she would leave at night and she liked to come early in the morning. She would see I was there all night and I was doing well too. Wow. And she'd come, she'd be like, you're still here? You're still working? And she'd just look at me, like, in shock. She's like, yo, you're crazy. You're bugging. Like, you don't have to do all that. Right, right, right. And I'm like, yo. Oh, like, how is that a bad thing? Yeah, that's like, the thing. People want to, like, really see, belittle it. When they say, you're still here? Like, it's a negative. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is that a negative? Yep, yep. Like, that needs to be spoken about more. For real. Like, I don't understand, like, like okay, like. I know you're really big on the mental health aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Because we do kill ourselves in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I, honestly, now that I'm out of school, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Get your sleep. Take care of your body. You know, eat. You know, like, man, go to church. What, yeah. Whatever you, whatever you do. Because, like, when I was in the studio, there were times I wouldn't go to church. Yeah, and yeah. And it's because I'm Same. prioritizing school over it, which isn't bad because it's my education, Right. But, like, now that I'm looking at it, it's like, yo, take care of yourself. But I'm going to play devil's advocate with myself. I still now believe while you're in it, mm -hmm. while you're in education, screw everything else. Yep. Go all out. Yeah. You got four, yeah. five, six years, and then you're done with it. Man. Bro, I get, I get so much sleep. I wake up two, three times a night now because I'm getting eight, nine, ten hours of sleep. You'll get your sleep later. Yeah. Just, just. But, like, why is it, why are, why is it, man, you're still here? Yeah. You're, you're trying too much. Uh, like, bro, stop, like, stop making this look bad. Like, yeah. bro, you step it up. I think, yo, and you, you bring up so many good points. And I think this is why it's really important while in architecture school. And I, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't mention this before. I've mentioned this to you before, though, um, like, on our other conversations. I think it's really important to find that really good group of friends in, in oh, university. Because those are the, the ones who are going to give you... You know, the raw, real truth. If they're good friends, mm -hmm. they're telling you what's up. They'll tell you if uh, what you're doing is unhealthy. But also, like, if mm -hmm. your designs are bad. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, like, don't listen to that. Or, like, you, yeah. know, you need to be trying something else. Yeah, because uh, undoubtedly, you're going to run into those people within studio culture that are, you know, naturally envious. Or they're, like, going to try to... You know, sabotage. Yeah, sabotage. And, like, also, like, talk down on, like, what you're doing. Like, like 
mm-hmm. trying to stay up and they're like, oh, you're still here. There's going to be those people. Mm-hmm. But you have the, the good people in your life that are there to kind of reinforce your passions. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't have to drive home, like let's say, you know, you've been up, let's say two days or like 36 hours, you haven't slept and like you have to maybe drive home or something. A good friend would tell you maybe you shouldn't drive home or like. Yo, I want, yo, I want all the smoke right now. You know why? Because mm-hmm. there was one time this this guy uh, he lived like an hour away so he, he was gonna leave really mm-hmm. and come back real early mm-hmm. and in my head I'm like bro just sleep here in the studio for like two hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like why waste two hours driving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like to me like that just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah it's like bro just sleep here and then you're gonna come back at five in the morning like you might as well just sleep here I think there's other things like outside of like studio life that may impact things. I think, well, I don't know when you were in school, you had any people who were like fathers or, you know, they were married. So those people may have a different situation. Right, right. But I'm not talking about that. That's that's like, bro, I'm I'm a reasonable person. Yeah, yeah. You got a kid, you got a family, you got a wife, you have a job. Like, that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. because we're staying on on this this topic of like people uh, saying things to make you feel bad for working too hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said to my friend, like, oh, like, do you have a job? And my friend was like, no. Like, you don't have kids? No. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, oh, no wonder why your work is so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never heard that, but that just sounds terrible. It's like, well, why would you, like, why would you say that? You just make yourself seem like a shitty person by saying <laughs> that. You, you know, that's just not. Like, why would you say that? That's like unacceptable to be like, honest. Like my bad for you know dedicating legit all of my time. To yeah, it. and 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 that's not even the case, bro. You know why? Because like there was like two months where I had three jobs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were a lot of months where I had two jobs, mm-hmm. and then I always worked at least one job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm there every night. And it's not working every day, you know. I work on the weekends or whatever. But like, so, and the weekend is prime time for studio. Yeah. And it's like, and I mean, I'm sure you know, or you did the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's possible to give it 110%, be there all the time. And and still still work. work. Yeah. And that was my biggest actual uh, thing I had to figure out early on. How did you balance the, the work studio life? Honestly, to this day, I could probably still say I never balanced it too well. And I preach balance now. That's like my thing. I tell everyone, you know, stay balanced. Like that's the most important thing in life. But, you know, in architecture school, it's so, so, so difficult. Just depending on where you're working with like what their capable hours are of you working. Um, Maybe if like the place you're working has overnight shifts, maybe do those. But my first year was really, really like trying to figure out that balance. My second crit, the one who really like mentally and emotionally like murdered me, <laughs> uh, she was saying, um, oh, what was it that she always said? Oh, time management, time management. Arthur, you have to work on your time management. And I would I would go to her and, you know, say, you know, I'm complaining. I'm like, yeah, but I'm working here and here. Like a lot of people were putting in time when I was at work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, looking back now is that's a bad excuse. I should have like she would always tell us no excuses. And you no know excuses. what would say? That, that I know, mm-hmm. like, don't go to work. Yeah, like, 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 what do you, what do you mean? Like, some, sometimes you can't do that. See, and like, that's that's an answer people would expect from me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, like, no. come to the studio after work. Because mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean? Like, if you're really complaining, 
and you like hate your job and you're always complaining about going to work instead of and you're missing studio, I would honestly say quit your job if, if you just want to be in the studio. Or if you're complaining about being in the studio, like, oh, I should have been working, go to work. Yeah. In the studio another time. Yeah, that was what I had to time, do time, so many times. Your time yeah. and dedicate your time to where you really want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, if, if, you, if you went to architecture school and you honestly sit down with me on a podcast and you're like, Nick, I'm, I'm not in love with architecture. I, you know, I, I'm going to think whatever I think. I'm going to think terribly of you. But if you come around and you're like, but I fell in love with this. And you have a two-hour conversation with me about why you fell in love with something else. I want you to chase that passion. Yeah. You tried it. It wasn't for you. Yeah. You found something else. Like, bro, but, like, as long as you're killing yourself for that new thing, you that newfound yeah. love. It's, I don't care where the passion is. That's why architecture is touchy, though. That's, that's why architecture school is a touchy subject because I don't know if you could maybe relate to it, but maybe my story is different. I, I think I fell more in love with it later on. Like, I... How should I say? What studio did you did you completely fall in love? It's do or die. I'll kill my body over it. No sleep. Well, this is this is what I mean. Um, I think when you're doing well, you tend to be more in love with it. You know what I mean? Because when things aren't working out for you, it's hard for you to develop a deeper love to something. Mm. So first year, I still had that uh, wanting and need, basically, like to to be an architect. I had it inside of me. But I felt very unmotivated, like, um, like you know, you just get, you keep getting humbled, essentially. Mm. So it's weird, like, I, you, you were, you brought up like church before, and mm. I, I could probably have a whole other podcast episode with you talking about faith mm-hmm. and like just mm-hmm. life and and architecture. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like I had to get basically, I had to fall on my ass mm-hmm. multiple times for me to develop more of that anger, that passion, for me to succeed more, and for me to love. So. That third semester, my mm-hmm. second year, first semester, mm-hmm. was when I really fell in love with it. And at the end of the semester, my crit, my professor, he wrote me a nice email at the end saying, you know, you don't seem so sure of yourself, but you produce like really good work. And basically, he told me, you know, have more confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do put in a lot of time and effort. It was clear. It was just you, you really just need to, to find that confidence within yourself. What, what made you gain that? Was it because you were producing good work? Was it a professor sitting down with you and talking to you? Was it- Sometimes I think you need the right professor at the right time. Mm. Um, I think that's really important too. They're, pretty, they're like a mentor. Yeah, they are. And they can they really are. make or break it. Yeah, 100%. If, if they invest their time yeah. into you, yeah, yeah. Well, what makes a good professor to you? Oh, man. I think... Um, what are some qualities of a great professor? I think a good professor, at least... And look, everyone has a different definition to this because everyone's looking for something different. Right, but for you personally as a student. For me personally, I need someone to like be tough but not too tough. Like don't be there to shatter a student's like motivation and their like um their love for something because they do that too. Like I've mm. seen I've seen people cry in studio because of their crit because they they receive such a harsh um, you know, critique. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm kind of like that that definitely has to be there but also somebody with a lot of knowledge but and a lot of information, but also they need to be, maybe I've had this issue with my whole life. Maybe I've, I've never been able to really teach, uh, learn from people, mm. maybe because of my dad and whatnot, he's not the best teacher. <laughs> and I've always felt like I had to teach myself a lot of things, but with right. architecture school, somebody who's going to sit down, spend the time with you, not walk you through something, but make you think. Mm. I think looking back now, the crits who made me like, they ask you a question sometimes and they just expect you to maybe like continue the strain of thought or 
to not look at you all stupid. Like they'll sit there and they'll look for you to finish what they were, what the what thought they started. You see, and that's interesting because when they do that designing, that's a different story. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, because when they kind of okay, this is because for me it's like they help you accomplish your idea and design. They might tweak your design, but mm-hmm. it's still doing what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So when they tweak it. And then they're like, okay, now you finish it. I'm not going to design it for you. That's okay. But when it's like a th- theoretical or a thought process or like conceptual like idea, like when it's words, mm-hmm. it, that's weird how they would just drop it. And it's yeah. like, okay, you figure out the rest of it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. bro, you have all this experience. Like, you but that's why, uh, knowledge. yeah, that, but that, that's why I think it's, a studio session is important because um, I don't know how your studios were set up, but usually exactly. NGIT. Yeah, go through that process of, um, of the studios. Through my experience, most of my studios were set up where there were there were five to six hour studios. So the first two to three were set up in a way where it would be the whole class is really sitting and listening to the professor mm-hmm. on whatever they're teaching for mm-hmm. the day, mm-hmm. and then the second half of the class would basically be desk crits. Uh, the mm. you know the crick goes around the professor goes around mm. to everyone's desk and gives them that one-on-one time it's good it sounds good like every surface level like no oh, okay. <laughs> not every you know every instructor not like oh, yeah okay. not not every instructor sets it up like that that's on to the instructor to set it up like gotcha, that gotcha. sometimes a coordinator the person who set up the studio and all the you know mm-hmm. the other studios within that uh, year they would tell the crits the professors to do that to set it up that way but you know in upper years you know uh, they they have the freedom to do whatever they want and however they want so i think it's important but there's a way of doing it so how was it uh how many studios per year we had two studios per year so if it's five years for the ba and so like, like in your studio one how many professors were there oh um some studios had two but i had one i had one professor for that first semester and another professor for the second semester yeah, you they they never give you the same nah, crit no, because no, they no, like no. to I give you. You misunderstand the question. Uh-huh. So, in your studio, whatever number. Okay. How many professors were there to choose from to take their studio? You don't get to choose. Well, how many? <laughs> That's another. So yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that too. So the first three years, you get assigned a studio instructor, and there's usually five to six. So there's five to six mm-hmm. studios. Studio ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they 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 uh, give you the professor. You don't get to choose. Yeah. Does each professor in Studio One teach the same thing? Yeah. And there's a coordinator yeah. that decides. And that's one of the crits. What the entire year mm-hmm. does? Yeah. Okay, that's the same as Texas Tech. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not until later on where we're given option studios. When is when is that? That's a uh, fourth year and fifth year. So it'd be studio seven, seven, eight. seven, eight, nine, and there's an integrated, which I actually found out my program just removed. Which is part of the five-year yeah. uh, BA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on, you get to choose what you really want to do and what you want to dial in on. But mm-hmm. the first three years, you have no say. What are some things in your studios that, that the professors focus on, that the crits focus on? Like one, one was real heavy on like models, digital. So first year was really just like an intro to architecture type of thing i think that's what the the studio was called to Mm -hmm. it was like intro to art or intro to design Mm -hmm. and they really just uh, present to us uh different uh designing tools and design strategies Mm -hmm. so you you were mentioning the word explore before my first crit my first professor in architecture school always told us that word maybe that's why i kind of 
carried that on with all my other studios, mm-hmm. but explore, explore, explore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good, you good. spend too much time exploring, and like I was saying, you got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really that whole first year was exploring, just seeing what students, I think, I don't even want to use this term, but, you know, we, we were guinea pigs a lot. Throughout throughout all five years, they like to test a lot of things with our with my specific year. So that that's what happened. Um, second year, they focused more on it was like really unique stuff. Teaching us more programs like a plugin like Grasshopper. Okay. We use that for basically the first semester. Like try to use it as a design tool. Mm-hmm. But it's not until third year where things get serious. The so second second year second semester, we used to do brick builds where the architecture school doesn't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So we got to work with, uh, you know, masons uh, and construction mm-hmm. workers, essentially, to create something as a studio, but also have it built right outside the school. Not a construction class, it's a studio class. It's a studio, wow. yeah. So that was really cool because it gave us that, that real experience. Like wall, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like they Maybe were follies. The yeah, they were like a small, basically like a monument type of so thing. Like every school does follies. Yeah, with some little follies. Yeah, so big in architecture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's not until third year where things get like really serious, and uh, you know, it's like it's housing, and then there was also a health clinic project. So with those, uh, so the first two years weren't like programs, like like a project. Yeah. project? There was a pool complex. There was that brick build, but it was very conceptual. Okay. And then the, the third, fourth, fifth year is more yeah. practical, you know, mm-hmm. designing an actual building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the programs? I know you just mentioned like a couple, but what are some programs, digital programs that they taught and, and that they focus on? Um, definitely straight out the gate was Rhino. Rhinoceros 3D. Um, that was the program we were really came into architecture school with that's how we started designing essentially what Just, would you use it for uh or what would people use it the for? first everything we did was actually was a paper model as a cardstock model that we eventually kind of tried to take into rhino and mm-hmm. 3d model so that's that's probably what ngit did wrong because <laughs> i think i think 2d drafting is a better way to get somebody into architecture school they didn't do that with us it was straight out the gate, conceptual, thinking in three dimensions. Did, did, did they originally like hand drawing 2D or no? Like when I was there? Yeah. No. Okay. It was straight out the gate. It was okay. modeling. Yeah. Modeling is what we started off with. Mo- yeah. Modeling. In Rhino. Okay. Um, second semester, uh, we had a tools and techniques class where they, where they tried to show us Revit. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the try. You know, tried to teach us. Um, didn't really work out, but we... Re- they tried. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try. Uh, they didn't try again after that, though. You know? <laughs> I guess it's more on you. Yeah. Were you okay, so, like, okay, Rhino, Reddit, Grasshopper. Grasshopper, yeah. Um, that's really it, you that's know. It. So, and what did they push for you to use in studio? What did, like, you could choose or they were like, no, Reddit. Yeah. Or you have to use Rhino. I mean, basically, till the very end, they let you really choose between CAD and Rhino. Some people knew CAD because of prior experience. Mm-hmm. They never taught us CAD. I learned CAD through work experience. Right. Um, so were, everybody was using Rhino? Yeah, no for the most part. Uh, not until the very end, until like integrated, we're, we were kind of forced because there were certain things that we had to create that Revit was really good at producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that I mean, yeah, it was mostly Rhino, man, for sure. Yeah, not, and not even like any of the post-production, like, 
they didn't really teach us anything about Adobe, Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, none of that. Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they didn't really teach us. We just learned on, on ourselves. I think it was third uh-huh. year. We were forced to put things into uh, an InDesign template mm-hmm. at the end to just kind of make a portfolio. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that, that so was. So, what it. was your presentations like? What was the the layouts, the the reviews like? Because if they weren't so like, you know, like. Yeah, you gotta print like was mm-hmm. it just individual drawings. Or you guys make boards. No, know? we made boards. We definitely made boards straight out the gate. So we were told to get um, the Adobe suite, but there was a crack going around too. So most oh, people had the crack. Right, right. I happened to have the Adobe Cloud, so I had that from first year. So we would create our boards in that. We would print. We'd plot. Um, and it's 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 you designing yourself. You design yeah. the layout. You you figure it that out. That was probably the funnest part about architecture yeah, school that first that year. Yeah. Um, obviously. Oh, I say obviously. It's underappreciated. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I have known professors that just give it and, and, and their layout is whack. And it's yeah. like, this layout doesn't fit my... They don't time. see it as that important. Yeah. It is. And some students love that they don't have to do the work. If there's anything, architecture school made sure we made good boards. I put a good emphasis on that early That's on. Nice. Um, but later on, I started caring less and less about that and more about the actual work. Like what I was producing... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that I think if anything, that's what made people really interested in that first year. It was just oh, trying to create a really yeah. beautiful board. I mean, I mean, it's part of the design process. Yeah. So you have to, yeah. every like, like maybe my project's real vertical versus someone who mm-hmm. is more like, you know, horizontal, like landscape or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Or maybe like an individual board might be good for your project, but individual, you know, and I arrange it in whatever pattern or, you know, like individual sheets, like squares. You know what I mean? Like, it, it depends per project, but it sucks when, because I've had studios where it's like everybody needs to follow the same template, and it's like, they all look the same. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I agree. And I've had the same kind of thing, same kind of situation where they kind of limit you. Mm. And honestly, I feel like you should never be limiting an architecture student or any creative for, for that sure. Yeah, you know. There's so much creativity. I mean, it's all creativity. What's the word they use? I'm saying limit, but... um. Is a word they use. I don't even know. <laughs> Architecture lingo. I don't even. I don't pay attention to their jargon because it's like, bro, just speak in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Like you're just trying to sound smart at this point. Yeah, no like, real just, talk. Just speak. Real, real talk, man. Real talk. So uh, uh, the pedagogy of the school is like, bro, that's just how the school teaches. Mm-hmm. Just say that. <laughs> you use all these big words. It's literally just. The way your curriculum teaches. Make it simple, yeah. yeah Honestly, just, they put enough stress on the kids. They just want to sound important. Yeah. What What did What did uh, NJIT care more about? Uh, physical modeling, uh, uh, sketches, uh, digital, or or three uh, models renders. Like, what was the emphasis? Like, what did they really want to see? I'd say generally, because um, in almost every studio, we needed to have a model. I would say modeling was very important. And there were so many crits. So you could um, get away with mm-hmm. decent, like, planned sections, elevations. But yeah. The model was, like, spectacular. Yeah. They, everyone Definitely. Like, looking at it during love. Definitely. Quite, holding it, turning it toward, you know? Sometimes that's just enough for you to get an A in the studio. Like, you could have mediocre drawings, but if, if you have that really bomb, like, model. How yeah. many models would there be at a final? 
I, I mean, at least one. But like the well, some, one, one final model. Yeah, but, like, but some successful students would really show their midterm project. They would show the conceptual, uh, you know, models before that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, make it flow within your presentation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What type of materials were being used for that, for that? The most was definitely chipboard. There's a lot of models being gray, brown, brown for the most part. But some people would spray paint it. Some people would buy white chipboard, which is called I think matte board. Or matte with a museum. Yeah, um, but outside of that. Um, like plexi, plexiglass, stuff like that, mm. but also foam core, foam uh, board yeah, that was used a lot. Um, at first, I know you guys built some really interesting models, or you did at Texas with the what is it, corrugated cardboard? Ah, the zero. I always saw those, those are really cool. Car cardboard is nice, uh, for the topo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's basically stepped, topo, yeah, mm -hmm. but obviously, we never did it like that. We always really use foam board or chip. That. Foam board is nice, but like when you're cutting it with the exacto, yeah, the, the the foam inside can like fray. It's hard to get a clean line, it's, and some people aren't just you know, it's like common sense. Like you have a dull blade, switch it out. But yeah. like when you're you know whatever, you just you, you don't you don't notice until it's too late. Yeah. So we I always did. Um, I was a big advocate for uh, hand modeling, cutting it all by hand, mm -hmm. and using specifically corrugated cardboard for the site model or for your model in general. Not for the not for the design, not for the building, but for the topo. Because of the corrugation, if it's all facing the same way, it, it, it just it just look it, yeah. it presents itself really nicely. And believe it or not, it's scaled properly for the most part. There's there's like I'm not gonna say the numbers, but there's different thicknesses of corrugated cardboard. Mm -hmm. And if your model is at a certain scale you could buy a certain material. So like literally one foot is one layer mm -hmm. of cardboard. Mm -hmm. Makes it easy, yeah. And I did the same thing with my walls for the building. I would buy a certain ply. I would go and measure the, the, the thickness of the material. And it's like, okay, this is six inches. Yeah. You know, and it's a little bit more realistic, a little bit more uh, scalable. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it just looks beautiful. It, it works like beautifully sometimes. I mean, obviously the crits professors, they pick a certain scale for, for your model to right, be, right. for, for, your, I mean, for and, it to be easy and, to be built. don't really pay attention to the, the thickness of the material. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a personal thing. That's yeah. what I, you know. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll go and check. There are some nitpicky. Yeah. Honestly, I've never seen a professor check the, the material. Oh, I've seen them. What? I, I've seen I've seen them. I think I've seen one go to a drawing and scale yeah. it. Mm, definitely it's always two six it's definitely not, it's not, it's, i've seen that too many times the door's too small. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i didn't mention it too but i think my favorite material to use definitely later on in school was uh balsa wood and basswood Ooh, why you know sometimes it just works out really well maybe they don't come out to be the best like Balsa's best looking tricky. it is tricky because it's too soft it is but sometimes it works Really well. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I've had a few models where it worked out well. And balsa and basswood is good too. I would prefer bass. Yeah. Basswood. And I know someone, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, he 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 does. He likes all wood models, so he would do basswood. Mm -hmm. It's just it's expensive, and yeah. I'm a. I think I'm a, a really good physical modeler. Yeah, model maker. The wood splits. Yeah. Because when you're cutting uh -huh. with the grain. And that's the thing. You got to cut against the grain. You got to do multiple. That's patterns. why I like balsa, though, because sometimes balsa works in your favor. It, but, but it's like lighter. It's, mm -hmm. it's like it's like um, it's flimsy. It's way too flimsy. If, if anything, that's the worst thing about it. But for for a simple model, it works really well. 
Because one, it's easy. It's it's quick to cut. So, so what about this for a final, final? Mm -hmm. For a final, final model? Preferably no balsa. What materials? Are you using multiple materials? Using yeah. Material? yeah, definitely multiple materials. I would, I mean, I use chip a lot, but I honestly, in an ideal world, I would have loved to have all my models in basswood, like laser cut basswood. So topography, build, everything? Topo topography, no. Topography, I've gotten away with like foam core, but chip for the most part, I would love foam to use. So yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes I've found thinner foam. Mm. They have that too. You know what I like about either when, when it cuts, the, the edges kind of like, it's it's like it's like this, and then the foam kind of like dips. Mm -hmm. So the edges kind of like flare. I don't know. It's just like if you're looking at the side of the wall, and like I don't want to see, I want to cover it up, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I, it's just clean models are really hard to come by. Yeah. Because the way you're lining, the way you're lining up the walls, you're you're going to see an edge. And it's like, how do you cover that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was it? very tricky. You, I mean, I'm sure you heard the term uh, when we were making wood models, like to miter the edges. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To basically put them at an angle. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah, they yeah. boom together. Got time for that. Yeah, no, real talk. I mean, we had one crit that even told us to do that with chipboard. We're like, nah. Chip? Now that I'm thinking about it, you put, the, you put the two walls together to make a corner, but then you put like a, a cap mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. That can look clean. It's also a lot of time. It's a lot of time. That's you know what, what I did once? Um, so the, 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 the step topo, mm -hmm. I cut out uh, strips to cover the corrugation. Mm. So much time to put into that. That's you know what I'm talking idea. about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was like a retaining wall. Ah, that is nice. There's a lot of time that goes into it. A lot of wasted time. Yeah, I mean, it's only, it's only wasted time if you think it's wasted time. You know what I mean? It, okay. Some crits are gonna be like, "Yeah, do yeah, it." In reality, it's a waste of time because, first of all, it's not in the drawing. There's no detail. Yeah. Nobody looking at it. It don't really matter. But you know what? I was like, "What else do I have to do?" That's where <laughs> self-respect comes into play. Sometimes you gotta respect your time. You gotta respect what you really need. You know what, what I mean? Did you spend the most time in? Definitely drawings. I would say generally, I was lacking on my model, on my model making. Definitely. So, so with the drawings, were you spending a lot of time on like post-production line weight, uh, you know, textures? uh you know whatever it may be or did you spend a lot of time in like cleaning up in rhino or drawing or definitely cleaning up in rhino so i like either cat or rhino before i i took my drawings into illustrator because that's what i used most of the time i always made sure my line work was clean and i had my layers set up in mm -hmm. rhino Huge. so when i would take it into illustrator it'd be quick so, so most of my drawings towards the end of my time there were like black and white simple drawings mm -hmm. that's just what one of my crits kind of got stuck in my head and I've liked it like that ever since. So you never used color? I all? used color. What I used color? but very minimal. If anything it'd be like some hues of green or blue. Gray oh, definitely. What would you use those colors for in the in the for as line work in the drawing? Oh ne never really for line work. Really? Yeah. What would the color be for in the drawing? Black. Black and white. But no but the green like if it's a two D drawing? Right. Not really. Never. Yeah, I mean not would much. you use the color? really for renderings or like a perspective mm -hmm. or something because okay. sometimes I, I learned you could do like those line perspectives basically mm -hmm. trace an image or something mm -hmm. that's how i would do it here and there and kind of fill in the color later on okay yeah because what, what what i started liking was the text or the section cut line what was was like a salmon mm -hmm. red pink if anything scale figures scale figures i'd throw color on the scale figures that's clean yeah uh, okay so, if you used to like Poche, 
Mm-hmm. Now you're no Poche? Okay, so in the beginning I was Poche. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Tech, and they didn't like Poche. That's how I was taught. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're cutting through a wall, you put Poche. Mm-hmm. So, but then eventually I turned to the dark side. <laughs> I wasn't doing Poche. But you know what I was doing? My language got better. Yeah, yeah. I was doing quote unquote white Poche. Mm-hmm. Like, you like white Poche, that's, that's no Poche. But like, I kind of get that. It low key is. There was one time, though, because of the precedent, I did a colored poche. It was like a teal, blue, green, whatever it was, because that was like a color for the project. So it made sense. Yeah. Some, now I'm thinking sometimes in a certain drawing, like where a poche would be, I'd throw color. Right. It Maybe. could work. It could work. Yeah. But what you said about line work, yeah, because I, I learned about... Line work got way better when I started not doing Yeah, poche. same, same. Because it was one of my critics saying, yeah, don't poche or the real architectural drawing is supposed to look like this. Right, right, and he would right. show us, uh, I mean, my favorite that he would give us examples of, was I think his name is uh, Paul Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked his, his drawing style. Uh, so I probably learned a, f- a few things from that studio and from just looking at his drawings. But that that's how I would I would go about it. One one thing I did uh, during a mid, a mid review is I did light gray poche because so if you're cutting your section at four feet, right? But there's a window at six feet. Obviously, you don't see the window there because the cut is too low. Mm-hmm. You get that. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I did. Gray poche, light gray poche, and then I would still draw the window. Okay. You know what I learned that basically I'm doing is I'm doing like a like a field cut region. So in Reddit, you could do a plan region over a portion of the wall that it cuts at a different level, so you could see the window. I got you. So that this wall is getting cut at four, but then this portion is seven, and then the rest is four. That way you see the window. I did That's that cool. without even knowing that was a thing. And someone actually, like a like a, a friend in, in a different studio, told me to do that. Like just, That's just a good draw idea. like that because because that window was actually important. That's some upper design. year stuff. Yeah, it really That's is. stuff you learn up a year. I didn't even think about it. You know, I love to uh, section perspectives. Ooh, Those are probably that. my favorite Those drawings. Those are really popular. Yeah. R- rendered or just like lying, lying drawings. Depends. Depends on the project, but most of the time I'm lines. Yeah, I'm I'm a line guy. Yeah. I like just like I don't really like. A render behind it or anything. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. Do perspectives have a scale? No. Thank you. No. Some professors is like, you know, you need two perspectives at this scale. And I'm like... Oh, that, that, that makes no that sense. That makes no... Scales? What, what do you You mean? heard that? Yes! You heard that at school? Studio 6. Studio 6, a professor wanted our perspective at a certain scale. You, you, know, you know what else? What, so what, how'd you get out of... Wait, what'd you do? We just don't do it. We just do this. We do a perspective like at whatever size we want. He didn't say anything, or she didn't say anything. Man, they, at the end of the day, they don't even care sometimes. Yeah. Bro, they wanted same studio. They wanted a exploded axon mm-hmm. at an eighth scale mm-hmm. of a portion of the building because the building yeah, is, it's huge. It's huge, right? That's a huge. portion. You, you don't have to want to export to Illustrator. So you know how Illustrator has an artboard, mm-hmm. and the artboard can only be so big, mm-hmm. and your work needs to fit inside the artboard, where like a third of it fit. <laughs> and you know when it's so big, it's off the artboard, you can't move So you lowered the scale? We 
You have to. We have to. We have yeah. to tell them, like, bro, it's not possible. Yeah, we've been in the same situation before. We where we've had to tell our crit, be like, look, I think you messed up. Sometimes like they, you told us the wrong scale. Oh, but that's the thing. Like they told us the correct scale. It's just they don't understand scale. I I don't even want to believe that. But like, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I hear you out. You you might have a you might have a case with that. Like yeah. like a good point. I never really thought about that, but maybe some crits don't understand scale. And that's honestly the first thing you should maybe Man, understand. I was having the biggest argument that that's my last studio in the summer. They they wanted the, the model, the, the site model, which was literally like the size of this that this, this that's what we're using, but like twice. It was like four feet by like mm-hmm. five feet or whatever. And they wanted at a certain scale. And we were like, you do know the, the our design is like this tiny and they didn't get that. Like they didn't understand the building would be this that's I'm kind of speechless, man. Yeah, it just it just doesn't it doesn't But uh, well, that's what they do, they blow our minds. <laughs> in in all different kinds of ways. That's literally that's literally so so it, you graduated, you finished recently. Yeah. Right? Well, how recent? Uh this past fall was my last semester. Okay. And let's go into the heavy stuff, you know, because I know you started up your own little thing mm-hmm. and it was a rebrand. I want to get into that a little. So when, when did that actually kick off? You're still in school? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how did, so what was the original name? So the original name of what I had going was uh, Cass and Co. Cass and Co. What does that mean? It was basically, Cass was short for my last name. Co. was just short for like company. Okay. So because it, it's heavily involved with people that I went to school with, just a lot of my boys and whatnot, they would right. help me with this. So how did that come about? Where, like the idea, mm-hmm. what sparked the idea to like, I'm going to create sure. Cass and Co.? Um, so Cass and Co. kind of came later on. It was, uh, it was after I started doing the work, but essentially what how i got into what i got into nick already knows about this so i'll explain uh for the viewers explain more yeah, yeah uh so i started working with a realtor the realtor that actually happened to to sell my house um in northern new jersey where i live he knew i was an architecture student my parents didn't really speak all that much with him because they're foreign mm-hmm. and sometimes i need to speak with him to make them understand certain things. I'm a translator too. <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, what aren't you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm a jack of all trades. But uh, yeah, so like he he knew I was an architecture student and, you know, he would always like hit me up. He'd be like, hey, you know, if I if I want you to do like a plan for me, like if I pay you, could you do it? Um, so I, he reached out to you? Yeah, he would, he would always reach out to me, but I would always, always kind of turn him down um, because I was always either interning or busy with school, work, whatever. Long story short, um, you know, the pandemic came, COVID-19 came. I had lost the new job I had just gotten doing drafting work mm-hmm. and I needed to make money. So he hit me up. He asked me, can you do a floor plan for me? Um, and I was like, sure. Honestly, yeah, sure. Um, and that kind of kicked off a whole set of, you know, projects with them. Uh, and the projects that we're doing basically where I'm from here in northern Jersey, where me and Nick went to high school, mm-hmm. there's... A lot of houses have been going down just single family homes and they build these two family homes instead. They, nice. Yeah, and they build these duplexes. The thing, I mean, at least for us, is I don't think there's much architecture work behind it. It's really developers right, that are behind it and they're really copy and paste. That's the name of the game when it comes yeah. to business and just getting it built. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, um, you know, I, I needed to work at that time and I wanted to sharpen my skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I got one job with him and then, you know, I did well. He paid me. And I had one of my other boys that were involved too. What so I was, this was more, hold on, this was just more of 
of an opportunity that that arrived. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, I know how to draw. I'm gonna, I'll, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just do it for you for what, X amount of dollars. And yeah. So then when when did when did the flip switch and you were like turn into a business? I'm turning this into a business. It was really, you know, it was the realtor. He he's been a really big help to me up until this point. Obviously, he's gotten me most of these projects, but he was the one that told me, I think, you know, you could make this a nationwide service. He said that? He said that to me. Dude, it's so great when someone gives you that, that like, confirmation. Yeah. Or, or affirm, uh, affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah. yeah, in a way, Whatever yeah. Whatever the word is. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, dang, do I need to hear that? But I didn't even, like, I wasn't even thinking like so that. You didn't even expect this to happen. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, and, you know, it, it has a long way to go before... You know, it gets right. to where I want it to go. At, the, at this point in time, a realtor... That was enough. A realtor reached out to you, hey, I have, we, you know, I'm trying to sell this house. Can you do a floor plan for Yeah, it? yeah. That's really how it started. And it, it, there was renderings too later mm -hmm. on that came into the renderings. But, you know, after a while, I had a good amount of projects done. Probably, like, more than you can count on two hands. So, okay. like, definitely more than 10. I think you got to post a little bit more than that. Yeah, I think I do. I think I do, to be honest. But yeah, it was so when, okay. So you were doing it by yourself. Yeah, well, with my friends, you know, they so but originally from the from day one. No, it was from the from the get go. Mm -hmm. It was always with a friend. So because I had other friends too that you know they're like I said they're my boys. They're close to me, and they had lost their jobs too. Mm. So my you're, the, you're facilitating. Yeah, CP three out here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could say that. I mean, what what happened after is like I stepped into that role and I realized what my true you know vision is for myself and what I am, what I could be. But yeah, I was really just trying to have you know family eat, man. You know, mm. anyone who's good with me, I, I want them to eat. And that, that's how this stuff goes. You uplift people, they'll uplift you. And I'm in that situation so right now. Man. I am. How did you delegate? Um, so, like I said, it was it was easy at first because it was just really one other person. Other people got opportunities later. But it was what I did was I was the one going into a home, measuring, hand drafting. And I would pass it on to my friend who would digitize that. Because okay. I know his strengths. Mm-hmm are great in the digital. He's been doing this stuff a lot longer than me. Mm -hmm. He's older than me, so he's a, he has experience. He was the first person I thought of. Mm -hmm. I know he'd be the perfect person to get this stuff done. And, and he tells me now all the time, you know, that was helping him get by at a certain time mm -hmm. um, back then. Um, so after a while, we, we got these projects going, and he was involved on basically every single one with me. NJIT, right? Yeah, Is yeah. Friend? friend from NJIT. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I wanted to start promoting myself a little bit. Um, and that's where the Instagram page came into play. Okay. Um, that was just the best way to get work out there and to get people locally starting to know who I am, mm -hmm. at least put my name out there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I had plans and visions of you know creating a website, which I still want to do. Mm -hmm. There's just a time for that, though. Mm -hmm. And same thing with business cards. I think mm -hmm. the business cards are an important aspect, too. Um, so going to the name change... I never liked the name from the get-go because okay. I didn't want the vision to be Cass and company. Right. You know, I shouldn't be the main guy and then it should just be a bunch of other people. I, I had a different vision. Like how, the, how the big architect firms, it's, yeah. it's their name. It's the, it's the architect's name, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. so that's, that wasn't, that's not the realm I'm in. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I didn't so, want... So what, what, what made you want to change it? What, why the rebrand? Well, one, I never liked it. I never liked the name from the get-go. I just needed something. Well, why did you choose it then? I just needed something. Well, one, it described what I was doing at the time. It was me, and it was other people getting involved. I didn't know who was going to be involved until now, people. but there are other people. Makes sense. 
Um, but that co part just never worked, and the cast part doesn't work either. Because I mentioned to you, you know, off the mic, right, right. Um, that I like I have thoughts and feelings about changing my last name one day, and that's where the new name comes into play. Um, that's where Resurrecta came in, mm, and I so explained the, so to the rebrand name is. Resurrecta. Resurrecta, oh, really? rendering and design. Resurrecta is spelled uh, R E Z E R C T. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. R E Z E R C Ecta. T A. Yeah. R E Z E R E C T A. There you go. There you go. There you go. Resurrecta. See, it's tricky because it's, it's. I never had to spell it out for anybody. Well, it's, it's, it's obviously. A resurrection, yeah, resurrecting, yeah. But you're doing it resurrect up. Mm-hmm. So the Instagram, Instagram is r e z dot r n d. Yeah, res dot r n d, and that r n d is a uh, rendering and design. That's what it's short for. So why why resurrect up? What what's what's the the, ba- the basis behind that name? Like what does that even mean? So resurrect is, is is like a vision that's ever evolving. To be completely honest, but my initial thoughts and feelings was and, and i spoke to you you were min, mm-hmm. one of my many friends that i had to speak to about because you knew i didn't like cast and co right, you knew right. i wanted to change the name but you gave me some of the best advice any of my friends gave me and that was it has to do something with your name in it in a way you know mm-hmm. what i mean arthur i knew wasn't going to be in there my last name i knew wasn't going to be in mm-hmm. there um because i i mentioned i want to change my last name one mm-hmm. day the thing with the resurrecta is it's short it's like a lingo form of the word resurrection mm-hmm. which is uh, basically, you know, essentially what, what my middle name translates to in my culture. Mm. It translates to the resurrection of Christ. I don't want to make it too religious, nah. but in 2020, in 2020 and in 2021, what, what's the middle name? Harutyun. Which translates to, to the resurrection of Christ. Ah. Yeah, in my culture. That's what it means. Yo, I love when there's layers. Because I know that's not the only reason why you chose that. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. So when there's multiple layers to why, mm-hmm. it just affirms why this should be it. There's a great reasoning behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you could throw out a number of reasons. And the more I speak about it, the more people bring awareness to me. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, that's where it came from. I never wanted to make it too religious, but the thing is, yeah, with everything that happened in 2020, 2021, I saw my life in a way uh, becoming like, resurrected mm. a rebirth mm. essentially and that's kind of just a vision and a perspective i have for myself and anybody who's, who's really close to me anyone who's going to be involved with this business going forward mm. they need to have this same vision and we spoke about this so what, what are the visions the values so within this, in this in my head in my head there, there's an architectural side to the definition too which is literally the word erect is is, right. is inside it and and i i want there to be in a way uh, a new age of of building there needs to be a new way of how things are being done i mean that's that's a beautiful thing about this modern world or i should say contemporary mm-hmm. world because things are always ever evolving but I want to represent change. I want to represent a new way of doing something. Mm. And that's the vision too. In general or because I know you're... Whether it's the architecture work or in life. Mm. So Resurrecta is a, is a life thing. It's a life mission. And that's why I want Resurrecta to become other things eventually. Mm. We could talk about, about that yeah, some other day. That's another episode. Hell yeah. Where you're kind of branched. It's For sure. a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but as of now, you're focusing on... On the architecture. On the architecture aspect. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, anyone who I want to join this team needs to have the vision of yeah look we 
We may have had an L yesterday. We, we may have had something that went wrong, but tomorrow is, a, is another day to reinvent ourselves and come back in a better way. Mm-hmm. That's what resurrect really means to me. It's to always have, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotion, the perspective and the mindset that you could come back tomorrow and accomplish more and mm-hmm. accomplish better things. And this is something that I, I can't just see in somebody off just, you know, speaking to them once. Mm-hmm. I really need to know somebody get to know them to know if they're about that because right. a lot of people talk the talk but they don't walk the walk right and that that's real talk so how so, so how, how do you know like you're saying you, you know you can't just like interview with someone right mm-hmm. you have to actually know them as a person as a designer so like what like how do you know someone is the right fit for you yeah so i mean you, i know you work with multiple people yeah and i'm assuming you have to like kind of turn down some other people so like, or like, if you want to ever expand and get some more people, you know, with, with work coming in, how do you choose? Yeah. Um, I mean, I could say like right now I'm not in the, in the position and like situation where I've like had to reject too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, this is really like a personal thing for me right now. Anyone who, who's going to get involved, at least right now is going to have to be somebody that I know pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that within some, you know, architectural firms too, they may not operate exactly like that, but there's like layers to getting to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't really fit the team dynamic, if you don't really understand the team culture in a sense, you know, you might get reject, re- rejected from a certain office mm-hmm. or from a team. So I don't want to say I'm doing that. I don't want to really hype myself up like mm-hmm. that. But right now, that's how I feel like it's got to be. Later on, if I expand and I have to hire a lot of people, I need to figure that out. I need to figure out a better way to get to know people, right. to get them to join. But that that's something I took from college. I feel like I'm good at getting to know people. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the it's boss, that's where the boss mentality, mentality comes from. And that's how like I see myself as an entrepreneur, but also as somebody who people can rely on, you know? So, you know, you're, you've been doing this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you've had some work experience. You're trying to get back, back in, in the field and, and, and work at a different office and where you're interviewing. Where do you see Resurrecta going? So I've been pretty passionate about this with, with where I'm going to be working shortly. I And I explained this to my parents too. I need to find the right office setting for me, for them to not really um, you know, downplay and look down upon what I have going on on the side, like mm-hmm. my side hustle. Because mm-hmm. this isn't a main business, but I want it to become my main business mm-hmm. one day. It's a side hustle right now. Mm-hmm. So I need the right people and the right office environment for them to to welcome that. And luckily mm-hmm. enough, the people, the places I've interviewed so far, the people I've spoken to, they look like they embrace that. And you've been upfront and honest. Yeah, I let I them know. And I'm vocal about it. I tell mm-hmm. them I don't want to let it go because mm-hmm. I've heard of, you know, one of the old places I used to work at. I, I actually interviewed with them recently and, you know, I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but I found out, you know, there's a, there's a certain contract that had to be signed for that prevents them from doing side hustles, essentially, mm. or doing similar work to what they're doing in their office. You know, and if there's anything you, you should all know about me is I don't like being limited like that. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate for a free life. And this, to me, makes my life free. I'm able to have the flexibility for me to make money and do work, something I'm passionate about on the side. And it keeps me going. So wherever I'm looking at in the future, they need to embrace that. Because mm-hmm. I know there are places that will want you to stop that, drop that, and like really focusing on their business. And you right. know, you know it, it, we're, both of us, we're at a point in our lives where you know, we're recent grads and there's so much more experience 
in architecture and design that we still need to soak in like building codes, the tests that are coming and whatnot. We need to be prepared for that. Um, so you already mentioned to me, you know, how mental health is important to me. Mm-hmm. So I need to find the right environment for them to embrace this kind of like mentality and perspective and not, you know, look down upon it. I'm not going to commit my whole life to just one place, one firm, mm-hmm. working for just one person. Mm-hmm. I need to do my own thing too. Right. I mean, that's always the dream, to have your own thing. And like the fact that you're 24 yeah, and you've already had some income with this, you've already had jobs, you've, you've got a, a small small team mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's working, yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with getting that nine to five to support your dream. Exactly. I mean, I mean you, you know, we listen to Gary Vee, we listen to all these other uh, inspirational speakers and it's like, you know, there's, it's because I'm in, I'm around New York, I got New York calling me. <laughs> like bro, I'm a little busy. But like we listen to all these people, and and it's like there's nothing. Gary Vee said there's nothing wrong with the nine to five, but once you know, you know, keep your side hustle, and then once that side hustle can can support you and and can create mm-hmm. twice the income, and then it's like okay, this nine to five can mm-hmm. kind of be pushed aside and mm-hmm. not taken as uh, as a priority, and I can focus on my own thing. And everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now. Everybody wants to do their own thing. Yeah. You know? And I, I, bro, you know me, I fully support it. I, mean, I think it's great. I'm struggling to, to do that. I know you're the second person I know that's, that's really doing it mm-hmm. on their own, their own side jobs. Yeah, it's crazy because I don't even consider myself as doing it just yet. But right. We're it's, in it. I mean, we got our foot in the door. In you got your foot in the door. And yeah. honestly, like, it's those type of people. Like, Sometimes that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Because yeah. my, 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 one of my older mates, you know, when I got my job, he was so, just so happy for him. He went, he's uh, finishing up his master's next semester and he was like man you're doing it like you graduated you're working like you're doing it yeah man i guess (laughs) yeah i mean that that, that's how you have to look at it it, you're doing it too man you know we out here yeah like for for a podcast podcast, amazing man Man, it's amazing that's that's great what was so man dude honestly like you just got so much going on and and i honestly wish the best for it Thank like, you. I hope I hope like you get another client or or he brings more jobs and just more uh, revenue. You take it one day at a time. One day at a time, but like you also got to kind of look ahead, like because you, yeah. you want to know where you're going. Yeah, of course. You want to know course. where you're going. Something though, I've 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 learned too, like outside of architecture school, and this is life. It's you know you like I I think I mentioned it before. You can't stress something too much, and that that goes for life too. I, I don't think we should be living our lives with you know really crazy expectations for ourselves Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't really you know we shouldn't beat ourselves up over things that don't work out you know Mm -hmm. i think we always it's it's important to be optimistic but it's also important to be real you know you got to be real with yourself when you know if something's not working out and you're wasting a lot of time on it maybe it's, it's it's important for you to cut it out but if there's a passion, something that you're going for, and it's not working out, I, I don't have to tell you this. You already know this, mm-hmm. but it's important to keep at it because I think you and I both know, even though we're not doing numbers right now, if we keep at it, if we keep going, one day we will do the numbers. That made me think of something. Was there a time in school when you were like, man, I don't even want to continue? Yeah, like F this, like, like, like forget about it. Like, almost drop. I mean, we've had that talk. Yeah, almost, okay, because you know how I feel about when people want to drop. When they want to drop, yeah. I yeah. already have my own opinion on it. And I've spoken about this on the podcast where I'm, I'm hypocritical, right? And so if someone tells me they want to drop architecture, my first thought is, okay, drop. Mm-hmm. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Because that's your intuition. Yeah, if you don't love it, that's fine. Just drop. 
do something else. Yeah. But I'm a hypocrite because I've had that same thought for literally yeah. a day, and I had to fight through it mm-hmm. because I knew this is what I wanted to do with my life. Right. I knew this is what I love. So like, and and, and I was, I'm just so grateful I had someone to just vent to. I vented to my pastor, bro. After service, yeah. I just man, I mean, people don't know this, but I just literally cried in front of him and just I just said all the things that were on my chest. I mean, a family member passed. Um, bad studio, uh, professor was talking bad about me to other students, um, there's a bunch of things, I was fed up, I was sick, monsters, you know, drinking, uh, energy drinks, not sleeping, I mean, you know the drill, right? So, five years of this, I was just fatigued, I was just done, and those 24 hours, probably the worst day of my life, and I fought through it, and I'm glad I was able to, to overcome it. So, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because, like, I had that, 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 that mm-hmm. moment of weakness where it's yeah. like, I want to drop, so I should have. Yeah. But, like, you know, I mean. Hey, I, we've I, spoken about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Have you ever. It's amazing that you only went through that once. I'll say that. Honestly, I only went through it once. But, but you know why? Mm-hmm. I only went through it once because I kept saying, like, it's do or die. Yeah. If, if, I never allowed myself to think about dropping because I always said, but if you want to drop, then drop. And I wasn't giving myself the opportunity to think that because if I thought it, I would drop. Yeah. And holding, you always had the faith. And holding in that anger for so long, it built up, built up, built up, and then finally it cracked. Yeah. But I'm just grateful it was at the end. Because yeah. it's like, bro, I got one more semester. Yeah. Bro, you know how many people I know I've heard about? They got two semesters left, one semester left, and they drop. Yeah, I mean, if that hits you too early, too, like that messes up your yeah, whole scheme. But yeah. you just have to be a little bit, you know. You gotta be tough. You gotta be tough, confident, a little bit of cocky. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta think you're all that. And I mean, I mean, I've talked about my mindset on 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 the podcast, and it's just like, you know, if 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 this is truly what you love, like you just have to be, you know, closed off to every, all the other bullcrap that's happening in your life, and you have to suffer and push through. So anyway, back to the question: mm-hmm. Was there ever that moment? Because I want to go into we got a little bit more time. I want to go into the the distancing from the toxic, toxicity of architecture. Yeah. Because you did distance yourself. And this is the, yeah, I have the beautiful, like the perfect answer to really go into that. Mm-hmm. So like, it goes hand in hand. Explain like, you know, have you had one of those moments that I, that I've described? Yeah. And then obviously you have, so then why did you, uh, you know, distance yourself and, and kind of compose yourself? Because studio life is way, way different than, like for me, I'm not, I'm not going to speak to you, but like studio Nick is way different than like, out of studio now. Out of studio now. I know. It just is. I know. Yeah. And to a certain degree, I would say I'm the same. Um, luckily enough, I don't think I had um, an experience like you did with your pastor, like to that level where I had to think about dropping. Venting. Yeah. I don't um, want to say I was going to drop, but like, I, I, I was thinking, I wasn't actually going to, but yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was done, bro. No, I mean, look, I Stressful. think. Stressful. Like, to a like a minor like degree like i felt that multiple times but never to the point where i was like i don't know what to do well i had a lot of i don't know what to do but there were <laughs> Bro, too many you know okay so in those i don't know what to do it's like you either pull you all night or you go home and sleep and yeah. Back yeah, 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 yeah 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 <laughs> i mean that's how it is but i don't think i ever really thought about dropping that's good bro. um it was really and this is why i'm going to go into detachment it was last year really when 
When the first time in my life I saw that we had to get sent home from studio because of COVID, I, I mean, I didn't believe it. I was like, "We're going home midway through a semester." Yeah, I was like, "I was like, no way!" I was like, I was really the last one to believe it. And you know, next thing you know, I'm home. I have I have the whole setup. I'm like, "Damn, we're really doing this from home." And you know, I never it didn't work out for me. You know, I think something I, I realized last year is, you know, I really depended heavily on that studio culture because mm. it was really hard for me to lock in unless I was in studio. That, bro. So that, that really, and I noticed. So, this, so you physically being disconnected from the studio culture and the studio environment mm-hmm. was dragging you out of it. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at it like that, like from the surface, yeah. But you know there were so many other layers to it. Um, I, we 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 brought up the you know the word detachment, and I had to, you know, I, I'm open with this stuff, so I'll say it on this podcast too. Mm-hmm. It was last year during that semester I was taking my most difficult studio that you take at NGIT mm-hmm. basically, which is an integrated studio, which now they took out of the curriculum, mm-hmm. apparently. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. A year later, I, I struggled with it, <laughs> but I I couldn't do it, you know. Um, I actually got an extension to get the work done and whatnot. And I found out I I was even allowed to get the work handed in until this past, you know, fall. Mm-hmm. They gave me that much time. I didn't know that until mm-hmm. a few weeks before uh, the new year. But yeah, you know, it was really hard for me doing stuff at home. I mean, there's other things too, outside factors, whether it's money, family, mm-hmm. you know, health, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I didn't think about dropping, but that's when I first thought about you know, switching my degree to the four year. Cause at that mm. point in time already, I, I didn't know for sure, but I, I was almost confident that I had enough credits to at least get out of school with, with, with a degree. Yes. Yeah. With a degree, which is, I don't want to say I settled for that. I'm happy. I actually came out with the, with the BS. Um, I just maybe would have wished I learned it sooner, but you know, like mm. I said, I owe, I'm very optimistic and I look at everything for the positives and I soak the most out of everything I can out of my experiences. The way I look at it now is maybe I took some courses. If I knew earlier on that I had to switch into the four year, uh, maybe I took some courses I didn't need to take structures, three construction, three, um, so stuff like that, some electives, mm-hmm. but you know, I learned something from all those classes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I, I dozed off in some classes. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took, I think I took a lot out of my experience at NGIT. So I don't think I've ever thought about dropping, mm-hmm. but it was really a little bit over a year ago when I just thought about switching. And I'm just grateful it happened later on uh, within my curriculum, within my experience with architecture. Where I was able to kind of like bank on something else, mm-hmm. bank on at least graduating. Right, right, right. Um, so that, that's what happened with me. And then afterwards, graduating what what has that been like that that disconnection part that the detachment the detachment is like okay i don't gotta be Mm -hmm. that type of person Mm -hmm. necessarily i mean like that's still you i mean that that is who you are Mm -hmm. because when it comes to what you're passionate about that's who you are deep down yeah but now you don't have you don't have to be like all you know worked up about it yeah i think um i I think you i mean you can like i mean i know you recently did a blog post on on like dieting so it's like I highly, highly doubt you are so focused on that in school. Yeah. And now you get to go back to exactly. some other aspects of your life that you do enjoy. Yeah. To, you know, talk about that. You know, yeah, I think it's really important that, and I mentioned before how I, I kind of preach balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I go by the advocate. I call myself the advocate, but I'm, but I'm an advocate for a lot of different things. Mental health is one of those things. Physical health is another thing. 
um, you know, I learned in architecture school that we develop a lot of unhealthy habits, mm. you know, and you know me well enough to know how I was maybe in the past. We could talk about everything from my weight loss, but mm -hmm. I think uh, what's more important to me is discipline, discipline I've built and also self-control and also just mental toughness. So, and I've noticed this and maybe I got influenced from some of my older crits. I've had some younger crits mm -hmm. in architecture school who they went through a detachment period to like one of the first ones I had in school, he goes and runs like marathons and stuff. Now, you know, yeah, Iron Man getting, getting away from the architecture for a little mm -hmm. bit. I don't know if he's doing work on the side and whatnot, mm -hmm. but he seems like he's taking a break essentially and not focusing so much on that. Is, is it almost like finding like a hobby outside yeah. of it? Yeah, you know, I think it just... Or it, something else you're passionate about? I think it's giving yourself the time to explore. Explore other things. Because exploring is important, but I think I've noticed if there's any um, field out there, you know, any um, trade or whatnot, like architecture is one of those things where you'll see architects and some of the most wisest architects they probably went through phases of detaching themselves where they've had to, whether it's travel and embrace other cultures, because I think that's really important too. It's just soaking as much information you can from different people. Um, so that I think that's a little bit of what I've done because I think architects or the ones I've always really admired are well-versed in a lot of different things, not what, just architecture. What, so like, did, did you not, I mean, I guess we kind of already talked about it, but like yeah. this detachment, this like getaway did you have that in, like, while you were doing your education? No. So this this really happened because of the pandemic, the COVID. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I, I've seen it around, but uh, there's a term called, you know, spiritual awakening. Um, you know, maybe some people don't believe in that, but I think I went through a little bit of that last year in 2020, and I'm still maybe in the process of it because mm -hmm. I've been detached. I, of course, I returned to school in, in the fall to kind of finish up with architecture school. But when I say detachment, I almost took all of my energy and not efforts, but like my passion in a sense. And I reallocated it to different things in my life. Mm -hmm. You know me well enough. Um, so, you know, I love basketball, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. I started not focusing more on basketball, but just incorporating basketball more into my life because it makes me happy. Bro, I haven't balled in a minute. So, yeah, you it's know, crazy. it's really the small things that, yeah. that, that, that do a lot. Another thing well, is like... like in the, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say like meditation, yoga, mm -hmm. like I think it's important to give ourselves a time to do these things. Prayer, mm -hmm. man, I like I said, I could talk to you on a whole other podcast episode about faith and architecture because mm -hmm. I went through a phase in school where I lost my faith a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty open with this nowadays. And it took me having to get humbled for me to fall on my ass, for me to regain that, you know, faith. Mm -hmm. to regain that, that connection with God. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, it's, a, it's a certain level of trust for myself it's tough and discipline. You, it's tough when you're in school because, yeah, especially architecture. You get Dude, sidetracked. You get sucked in so easily. And yeah. It's like, bro, it's like when, when, you, when, you, when you're so like worked up and you're in the middle of it, like of the drawing, of the design process, it's easy to lose track of time. Yeah. It's easy, like unless you don't care, and unless you're just flying seas and whatever. And I mean, that's another conversation. It's like I don't, we don't get all these. I really don't believe mm -hmm. degrees matter. But like, if you're just getting by, and yeah, you have time. I know people that went to the gym, went to drink, went to party, yep. did other things. They took care of themselves. Like, not everyone in architecture has terrible mental health, physical mm -hmm. health, spiritual health. But are they really dedicating all like as much yeah. time as they can? It is the balance. It's just that's the most it's, difficult it's thing. It's so tough. 
because like I'm I'm realizing it now as well that when like, after graduating, I'm working a nine to five, I'm working overtime, but for the majority of for like ninety percent of the time, I don't work on weekends. For majority of the time, I get off at five or six. You know, I work overtime, but it's not like I'm doing all nighters. I mean, I've done like I worked a, a, a good amount of hours two days in a row for like two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever, like a hundred hour paycheck, you know, that's 50 a week, but it's supposed to be 40 a week, right? Mm-hmm. So like, but it's not like every week I'm doing this. So the first level I'm trying to say is the majority of the time, I do have the free time to cook, le- learn how to cook, you know, try up different things, yeah. meet up with friends, you know, going to Dallas, yeah. you know, and it's just crazy because like how you were saying, it, it, it's, it's going to feel like, it's going to sound like I really don't do anything else because, like, you were, <laughs> you know, honestly, because you were talking about your, you know, now you, you detach yourself and get to find these other things. Yeah. You know, basketball, meditation, prayer, whatever it may be. My detachment has become this podcast. It's like, yeah. It's like, and I got to say, man, that's actually beautiful because you're still chasing your passion, but in a different avenue. I just love speaking about it, but like, yeah. this is way less stressful. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, yeah. I told my friends, I've told, I've told a friend, it's like, if I like, if I'm gonna hang out with people, it's with people from architecture. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna most likely talk about architect, some something architecture related. Now, if you and I hang out with your friends who aren't in architecture, I'll, I'll go kick it. Yeah, odds are I might not talk too much. Yeah, unless I mean, you know me, music, yeah. uh, graphic design, writing, architecture, you know, sightseeing basketball, whatever, you know, if they're into that, I, I can partake. Mm-hmm. But if it's just chilling, and it's like, well, I don't really know. You, yeah, you'd rather just shop it I with me. I know. It's not even that, like... No, I get I'm, it. I'm hoping to get, like, uh, more engineers on here, mm-hmm. more graphic designers, artists. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just, we, uh, on Sunday, well, <laughs> You should is, ask them why architecture is important to them. Right, and but like this, this podcast is going to happen after the podcast I'm about to mention. So we just finished. Um, so our previous episode was about uh, this architect, uh, architecture designer in Dallas, and he's been working for eight years. But for the past two years, he's been doing murals, and he really started in art. So mm-hmm. he, he does uh, bars, clubs, uh, and other like retail places, and he he paints or spray paints or you know murals uh, for these establishments. And it's like, you know, half the episode, we were talking about art and murals, right? I'm talking about architecture. And it's like, he's, it's his own side gig. He's, he's successful. He goes to Florida. He's, he's gone out of, out of the country and he's, he's making money off of it. It's a side thing. And it's like, it's not even architecture related per se, but I'm just so happy to hear like, yo, you're doing something else. You're making it work. You're bringing in money. You're passionate. It's you the passion, it. man. That's it. Like, I, I mean, yes, it's an architecture and design podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like any creative that wants to come on here and wants to just... You want to promote them. Yeah, yeah. they want to express their their passion and experience in whatever field they may be. Like, you know, I would prefer it to be creative or some design-related thing. Yeah. But no matter what it is, it's like, bro, if you're, if you're successful, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I think a lot of success is is creation in a way, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think too many people, they think they're not creators. And in my honest opinion, I think everyone's creators. Everyone, yeah, everyone. Everyone's a creator. Right, right. The thing is about society now, and this is becoming too real, <laughs> is I think uh, too many of us are consumers and not enough of us are creators mm-hmm. and producers. Mm-hmm. 
it's in our natural, you know, God-given ability to create. Mm-hmm. But we need to just find what our, you know, our passion is essentially, mm-hmm. and we need to just go for that, tackle it. Yo, so let me let me. You you've always mentioned like shoe design. Yeah, sneaker design. Is, is that still in the back of your brain? It really is, man. I'm and I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to. I don't think about it every day, but I would be lying to you if I said I don't think about it at least a few times a week. So, like, is it something you would just like to do, or is it something you really want to like make not make into something, but it's like something you like not necessarily make a business, make money out of, mm-hmm. but like a hobby you want to yeah. constantly be doing. Definitely, just, definitely, just to keep the juices flowing. Definitely. I mean, not too many people know this, so what you guys are going to hear right now is exclusive, exclusive information. Exclusive so the second branch of what I want Resurrected to be is awesome. sneaker design. It, it, I don't know what the, the at would be on Instagram. You're Just, some fear of God stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. But I mean, I'll, I'll mention the Instagram again. The If you guys want to find it, it's at res.rnd. R-E-Z dot R-N-D. Yes. Um, and eventually there'd be a res dot maybe sneaker design. I don't know how I'll spell it yet, but... Well, you got to do that. What is it? S-N-K? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know... And I'm and I'm honest about it. I haven't done too much into it, but I took a course mm-hmm. Nick knows about. I took a collaboration between the like, collaboration course between. At no, it's FIT. Okay. So it was a fully online course a collaboration with FIT and Complex Magazine, where mm-hmm. industry professionals, whether it's you know design, sneaker design, and people that work for Complex, people who are involved with the culture per se, of, of sneakers, hip hop, whatever you want to call it, mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, there's a six part course talk about manufacturing, design, history, sales. So I got a nice little well-rounded uh, view of what, you know, the sneaker industry is like, but I'm very interested in design and I have no doubt in my mind I could do it. I don't have the work in the portfolio to show for it yet, right. but it is something I, mean, I want to that, do. That's, but that's, that's you at your core. Yeah. Anything design related yeah. that, that's, that can present, that presents itself as a business opportunity, mm-hmm. you're trying to get your hands in yeah yeah no and you know it's something i just like it's something i've had the passion for but i haven't you know and it's something i'm uncomfortable with there are not Mm -hmm. too many things i'm uncomfortable with but the fact that i haven't pursued that yet is is enough of an itch for me to do it one day Mm -hmm. you know maybe there's things outside of like main stuff in life outside factors that are impacting me right now Mm -hmm. like there was a possible move and whatnot Mm -hmm. finding a job but i think once i get settled in and i create the free time here and there Mm -hmm. and i'll dedicate some of that to that but yeah, I, I want to get into it. not only just drawing and designing like that, the actual yeah. manufacturing and like creating. I want to learn how to sew and things like that. That'd be cool. Man. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just something for the future to look out for. For sure, for sure. Man, dude, it's been great catching up. Yeah, man, for honestly, sure. Uh, Thank you, man. Time, time's running low, but honestly, I really wish we could keep it going. You know, we could talk like this for days. Yeah, bro. About <laughs> anything. Like I said, Literally. I mean, architecture related, bro, is just, we're good people, man. Like, yeah. You're just great to be around. Thank and you. I, I Appreciate it, that. Yeah, man, I just get excited about Same it. Same to like, you, man. Dude, like, honestly, you gotta come out to Texas. You know I am, man. I'm planning on it. To. I'm definitely well, planning on it. My door's always open for you. 100%. We'll bro, do, man. I want another podcast episode. Bro, you already know. I, mean, I, might, I might come back, you know? Or, bro, you, you come out. I, don't I told you, man. I got to come, man. I got to come. Do, you got to stop coming here. I got to I gotta come to you now. Bro, I, so I came, into, I came like Christmas, December. Mm-hmm. And I, I came again in May, five months later. Yeah. I'll probably be here in, in the summer. <laughs> maybe. Bro, the maybe. tickets were cheap. I, yeah. My round trip was $75. Dang. Spirit Airlines. I was joking with my dad because, yo, that, that pilot... Like, my arms right now are straight out, right? Like, uh, Da Vinci. 
right? So the, the listeners know what I'm doing, right? And the pilot was literally like, like no way. Was turning like steep. Yeah. Like, the wing was going up. I was like holding on the dear leg. I was like, yo, 75 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 75 bucks gets you. <laughs> yo, 20 minutes early we landed. This guy was flying. Maybe he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Bro, know. yeah, it's just good times, man. Um, For sure. Yo, For just, sure. Yeah, man. I, it's I'm, been great. I'm, I'm like literally speechless just because like, like when we hang out, we have these conversations, but... We've never sat down and, like, focused directly on it. Like, you know, last time yeah. we were here, we kicked it in New York. We walked the High Line. Yeah. Yo, I'm still at awe at that Frank Gehry building. The, the, yeah. The one that, like, curves. The, the um, uh, something NC. Uh, I forgot it's what the it's white one that's like. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. I remember. I remember what it looked Bro, like. that was crazy. Mm-hmm. We definitely, um, you know, but when you come up to Texas, man, I'll show you. Bro, I got to I gotta go we'll out go there. go to San Antonio, Austin. 100%. Yo, there's just, there's... There's too many things to do. Yeah, man. So. Every time we speak, I think we get speechless for a little bit, and then we we always end up wanting to speak more. Right, yeah. There's I mean, just so much. There's, honestly, like, I don't even know if we touched on everything, but, I mean, that's even better. So, like, next time, we know. you know, I walk, you know, next time you're on, we can just have more conversation yeah. on, on whatever it may be because, bro, I still, I keep saying this. Like, I feel like in the past couple episodes, I keep mentioning I need to do an episode on, like, the great versus pride. Mm. And like, I wanted to mention it with you, but like it just didn't fit in. Yeah, and, yeah, and we spoke about that last time you were yeah, here. I remember that, that was like that's like the 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 biggest thing I'm, I'm most passionate about. It's like, bro, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've had this conversation off mic too yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've back, back when the podcast was just an idea. Yeah, when I showed you the list of of sixty episodes that are planned and like, bro, we have you the fifteenth episode and I'm bro, we spent time talking about that one. The most out of all of them. Yeah, I remember. Like, bro, I'm not, I'm not even anywhere. I mean, and maybe in the next couple episodes I'll get to it. But like, only five of the episodes we posted is what was planned. Yeah. The yeah, other ten schedule. is just topics and conversations. Bro, that keep up, it going like that. On. I think it's better like that, if right. you ask me. Yeah, it's more natural. And I think, I mean, before we even started this, like recording, you said it's like laid back. It's going to be yeah, a chill yeah, conversation. It's, it's not, That's the best part about it's this. It's not an interview. It's just what we're kicking in. You know, we got exactly. Starbucks. You know, we're just chilling. And it's like, bro, it's just fun, good times. And, and honestly, it's to me, like I said, I just love talking about architecture in general. So just to hear the differences um, in, in like what – NJIT was doing the similarities as well. Um, I mean, dude, honestly, I know actually someone from the Philippines that listens, and it's like, bro, that's awesome. Like, um, so mm-hmm. we, we use Anchor to distribute all of the audio to different um, uh, yeah, platforms, and Anchor gives us percentages like of, statistics, yeah, statistics. So it's like 89% cool. of your listeners are from the US, 1% is from this country, 1% is from this country. And it's cool to hear that other people are listening because, like, you know, you know, you know, the purpose of the podcast yeah. is to just um, bring light to this education process. And honestly, it's like, you know, reach out if you, if, if you have questions, if you have something you want to say, we'll read it or we'll somehow get in contact. I mean, if you're in Texas, I'll find a way, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mobile, baby. I'll, I'll come to you. It's this like, guy will definitely do it. <laughs> You'll hear it from me first. I'll get, I'll get a $75 play sure. and, I, and, I, and I'm there. Hey, um, if he came to me, he'll come to you guys I'll, too. For, for real. <laughs> I mean, I got family everywhere. Or, you know, I mean, I'll take the drive. I'll take the flight. This is this is my side project. And it's like, 
I mean, you know, I, I do music, right? So it's like that's 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 a hobby, but it's like it's just something that that's that's my own personal thing. But this is this like, keeps you going. This keeps me going even more. Yeah, because it's still audio. It's 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 conversation. It's it's fun times. It's like you know, typically like we'll we'll grab coffee or or a bite to eat before or after. Um, and the best part you're learning from this. Oh, for sure. Like, dude, the, the, the amount of um, experiences I'm hearing from other people, mm-hmm. it's like mind blowing because it's like you're like just to see what you're doing at work, the type of work you're doing, the type of responsibility these yeah. people have, or maybe you're not necessarily focusing on architecture, but you're focusing on something else, like murals, or you know your own business, or you know whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I know I know other people that I want to talk to because they're doing these other things, and it's like, yo, I just want to hear you speak so passionately about anything because that's when I get worked up and that's when I get excited and it's like passion man yo do your thing passion because I I need that energy in my life yeah because back to what we were talking about in the very beginning that circle that that studio uh, environment that culture you have to surround yourself with a small circle of people who think the same who are passionate the the same amount of passion who push you and it's like I'm, I'm trying to reconnect and keep these it's almost like a web and i'm trying to like keep these people pulled in before they they spread too far because honestly once you graduate how many people do you stay in contact with yeah no real talk i mean luckily for me i've kept in contact with all my greatest boys from college i'm very happy about that and i want to say this too just for like the viewers you know and you you're literally describing it's i think i've heard this you i'm sure you've heard it too I think you are a sum or a summary of your five, the five people you speak to the most, essentially. Uh, yeah, personally. You know, basically along those lines. And I think that's actually very important. No matter who it is, even mm-hmm. with it's in architecture, outside of architecture, because energy is most definitely a thing to me. And you, you get something off it. Show me your, your closest friends. Yeah. And I'll show you, ah, I forgot the rest of the quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know. They, they, all the moguls, they, they, they basically say that. It's like, that's true. If you're hanging around losers, you're going to be a loser. Yep. I mean, it's just common sense. Yeah. If you're surrounding yourself with, with dedicated, hardworking, passionate people with good morals, I mean, like, that's who you are. Then mm-hmm. they're gonna, you're going to feed off of them. They're going to feed off of you. Whether it's like business, life, relationships, anything. What, whatever it may be. And see, that's the thing, like, so, like, tech, it's, it's, it's west. So, you know where Dallas is? You know, Fort Worth? Right? Yeah, yeah. Lubbock is four, five hours west. It's, it's down in west Texas. Everybody lives in Fort Worth, Dallas, uh, uh, Houston, Austin, Brownsville. I mean, they're all really, really far. So, it's actually tough, um, you know, if, because some people go to that school with people they know. But you meet a lot of people. It's college. You meet a lot of people who are from different cities. But, like I'm saying, like, you graduate, you go back home, or you move to a different city, and it's like, you may say what's up on social media or text every once in a blue moon, but how often are you really connecting with them? Yeah. I think NJIT is a little better because, like, you know, everyone's probably from North Texas, all your architecture friends, right? You mean North Jersey? <laughs> yeah, see, I mean... Actually, they're not. They're not? Yeah, I mean... They're not local? They're not local? I would say I actually had a, a bit of a culture shock when I got to NJIT. Really? There's a lot of people from Central Jersey. How far is that, though? Oh, I mean, from Newark, probably like is, about an hour. Is NJIT North Jersey? That's North Jersey, technically, yeah. So they're all from Central. I thought when I when I first came in, like, first day of school type, uh, I thought NJIT was Central Jersey. Like, I thought Newark mm. was Central. 
like I looked so, at the map and I'm like, oh, that's so north. Quickly, um, mm-hmm. before we we uh, before we end it, like how 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 um, how the communication been with your 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 group of friends in studio now that, that outside of it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, we're great. You're um, up, I I was just talking to one of them yesterday. You know, we're not meeting up as much as we'd like to because mm-hmm. you know some of them have their full time jobs and they they have their family lives and whatnot. So it's harder to see each other nowadays. But you know, we we still speak. Like I speak to at least two of them. Two of my really good friends, like at least once a week, at, at least. But like That's all of them, we're in we're in constant communication. We're trying to set something up, so we all have like a meetup, like I guess like That's a studio meetup. But like, yeah, no, I I mean that's just me though. Not everyone's been like that after right, right. university. I just I'm the that's type the of person. I was about to say, I'm the same. I think we're we're very similar yeah. in other ways, but in that aspect as well, because like the podcast, where like uh, Diane is not with me, but she's my co-host, right? And. I'm introducing her to people, people from school, and she's introducing me to some of business her business professionals, yeah. right? And, and you know, eventually, you know, I'll introduce her to my coworkers, and it's like I'll set up a, a, a you know a, a, a hangout where we can all architecture people just just kick it, yeah. And it's like I want to keep because these are people I actually genuinely care about, and yeah. it's just easy because they're they're local, right? Mm-hmm. And there are other people that I wish were like hang out with us. They're not local. They're like in a different city, right? In Texas, that's still like five hours away. Not like no one hour forty five minute drive where yeah. it's possible, right? But it's just like man, this this is this is giving me a really good opportunity to stay connected. It's like man, you know, I'm out there by myself basically. Yeah, I got nobody around, mm-hmm. um, family wise. So it's just it, it it's just really been a good outlet. Um, and I just really appreciate you coming on, bro. Yo, thank you. I appreciate you for having me, man. Yes, for sure. Sir. Next time. Till next time. Yep.